Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white man. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. And we will make America great again. Just now, President Putin denied having anything to do with the election interference in 2016. Every U.S. intelligence agency has concluded that Russia did. My first question for you, sir, is who do you believe? My second question is, would you now, with the whole world watching, would you denounce what happened in 2016, and would you warn him to never do it again? They said they think it's Russia. President Putin, he just said it's not Russia. I don't see any reason why it would be. President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. Where are those servers? They're missing. His performance today will live in infamy as much as the Pearl Harbor attack or Kristallnacht. I accept our intelligence community's conclusion that Russia's meddling in the 2016 election took place. In a key sentence in my remarks, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia. Sort of a double negative. You are fake news. Very fake news. I don't give a fuck. I agree with that. Skag free whoever he is. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show, frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. Blanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. We're going to talk about it, even though I couldn't care less. <laughs> uh, I just want this story to produce some hard evidence for me to examine. Is that too much? To ask, or just yes. go away forever. If the story could go away forever, that'd be great, too. You heard it in the intro. Trump hosts a press conference with Putin on Monday. Refuses to condemn Putin or blame Russia for election meddling when put on the spot by a reporter. And the whole world burns down with outrage. So we'll go over that. Even uh. though I don't want to, but feel obligated to. We'll try to have some fun, though. Because I think it always follows the same formula. Trump says something a little silly. Then there is a disproportionate reaction that is just as fun to watch and enjoy as yeah. the president's kind of buffoonishness anyway. Yeah, it was gaff-tastic. Uh, I'll give it. And the walk back was just, why, dude? Why? I, I heard actually, that and I was like, no. <laughs> I, I, yeah, the, the walk back to me was worse than the, the press conference. For sure. For sure. Um, and I... I, well, I just wish he would t take a position and defend it. I think what bugged me about the walk back was when he said, um, I, I thought it was obvious, but I just, you know, I, I mixed up one word. But first off, it wasn't obvious because you said the exact opposite, but he said the exact opposite in se at several points. So just right. confusing one word would not change the overall meaning. No, everything he said supported that he meant would. And if that's your position, just defend it. But it's clear that some staffers got a hold of him. We're like, you, you got to fix this or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yep. So we'll take a look at, at all of that. Um, and then if that doesn't get you mad enough, we're going to talk about this James Gunn firing. So <laughs> yeah, uh, 
this this guy, the director of the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy, the third movie, I don't know. Again, I've never seen a single movie. I don't know what movie he's directing. But he's fired by Disney over resurfaced old tweets joking, at least he says joking, about pedophilia. And some other uh, controversial themes, including, I don't know, AIDS, racism, that all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is all the work of conservative activists on Twitter and a sort of, I consider this to be a sort of ideological mirror of the Roseanne situation. It's going to be another classic debate. Is it fighting fire with fire? Is it violating my principles? Where do we stand on this? Uh, yeah. I think there are a lot of nuances to consider. So I think this I don't even a fun know how discussion. I feel about it because on the one hand, I, I am enjoying the schadenfreude and the spectacle, which must mean fundamentally, I think it's a fine thing to do, but wouldn't do it myself? <laughs> I don't know. Blunt's principles are, did I enjoy it? Do I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Does it please me? If so, it's fine. Okay. Uh, then there was this viral ad this week from a men's clothing company that urges society <laughs> to, quote, evolve the definition of masculinity. Yeah, we'll get right on that. Apparently to mean anything. Masculinity can mean anything in the world. Uh, so in the future, I guess words will no longer have meaning. Make them mean whatever you want. That will be progress. We, how many times have we done hoax hate on this channel? And oh, so there's some times. praise Trump or this is uh, Trump's America spray paint or something like that with backward swastikas. I think for once out of Ohio. Now, there's some oddities. I, I know you're not fully convinced and maybe I'm not either. But I think for once out of Ohio, we might have a real Trump inspired hate crime involving graffiti. Maybe. Hail Trump. Hail Trump is part of the I'm uh, equation. I'm just skeptical. I'm just saying just because there's an arrest, it doesn't mean that I'm fully on board with this. All right. So I, that's true. Due process has not been served, but uh, this is the closest I've ever seen, at least. Take a look at that. Uh, more theft of uh, MAGA hats. The trend continues in your neck of the woods, Seattle. A green-haired, non-binary creature of some form <laughs> steals a MAGA hat and spits on it. Yeah. Take a look at that. And... Uh, before we get out of here tonight, Papa John's, uh, the pizza chain, has decided to follow Starbucks. So next time uh, you get pizza there, you'll know exactly how not racist they are and how not racist the pizza is. Yeah, they're next have, time, eh? They're going to have a big diversity audit at Papa John's, diversity and equity audit. Uh, and, of course, we'll take uh, Super Chats in between topics. We read 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low-down money grabbers. We regret the policy, but we got to keep the Sunday show Moving along, it'll be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That email address is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Remember, you can also take the show on the go in the audio formats if you like. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all those platforms are linked in the description for you wherever you find your podcasts. You can find us... If you listen to the call-in show, which you'll find on those audio platforms, I did tease on Wednesday that we were going to have Liberty Doll tonight. And, and oh, we tried. Well, we had, we, I mean, we had, we, we had the, the interview. She joined. We spoke. I made the mistake of hitting, sure, Skype. I'll do that update that you're urging me to do. No. And then it made the software not work anymore because I updated to Skype 8. And then you were on a tight schedule. So we just couldn't make it happen with everybody's schedule, unfortunately. Uh, don't update to Skype 8 until they make you. That's the, that's the moral of the story. It's garbage. But uh, I, take, I take most of the faults on that one. So Liberty Doll will be back next week. And uh, we can talk to her about a lot of things. You know, um, one of the things I want to ask her, don't let me forget. She did an interview with Hickok45. 
Really? I need to listen to this. Yeah, my favorite old man who shoots yeah. in his in his backyard. He's I think he's shot every gun in the entire world. <laughs> so I want to I want to hear her uh, tell me about what it was like to to speak to that legend. Before we get to uh, the Trump Russia event and hysteria, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> well, I know you like this guy Brian Kemp. I love running. this guy Brian Kemp. I, I I was curious to get your thoughts on it because. When I first saw this ad, so Brian Kemp is the current Secretary of State in Georgia. He's running for governor, and he's running against Casey Cagle, who is Georgia's lieutenant governor for the Republican nomination uh, for governor, and the governor's race in the fall. Uh, recall this is the same race that Mike uh, Deportation Bus Williams was in. Remember that guy? Oh, yeah. But he lost. So now Brian Kemp, I think, is trying to, to fill that role. Watching this ad through a couple times... I really can't decide. Is it total cringe? Is it endearing? Like, is it, do you think he's kind of being a little tongue in cheek, like knowing it's, it's kind of cringy? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, it was, it was like, it was cringy, but it also made me want to stand up and cheer and deport some illegals. Well, he's got a big truck for that. So he says, he this sure is does. Brian Kemp running for governor in Georgia. I'm Brian Kemp. I'm so conservative. I blow up government spending. I own guns that no one's taking away. My chainsaw's ready to rip up some regulations. I got a big truck just in case I need to round up criminal illegals and take them home myself. Yep, I just said that. I'm Brian Kemp. If you want a politically incorrect conservative, that's me. I guess what makes me cringe little bit is like look i'm politically incorrect just for the sake of being politically incorrect i don't know i never i guess when someone markets themselves i don't know but he was also talking about his philosophies which are also you know just coincidentally politically incorrect in today's political landscape so i'm fine with it he laid down some logical arguments before he said he's politically correct Hmm. uh I don't know. Good for him. Good for him. I, I don't know. I'm not 100% sold because it seems kind of like a parody of itself, but maybe it's self-aware. Like, I can't tell how self... I just don't... I don't know how to interpret it, I guess. Yeah. I don't I think it ranks... I did be like, is this for, for real? Is this serious? Yeah. I, I don't think it's up there with the ultra cringy ads we've seen over the last few months. I don't think Rihanna it ranks... Wu? Yeah, that one's way up there. There was the... Who was the guy who did the... The um, karaoke bit, that might have been the cringiest one of them all to me. Um, there have been several. I don't think it's, I don't think it's top tier. I think it's, it just toes that line between cringy but kind of endearing. Sort of I, a weird I thought ad. it was very endearing. Huh. Yeah. Well, point. you know who else thinks it's endearing? Is uh, President of the D United Trump. States, Donald Trump, who endorsed Brian Kemp. Uh, this this was tweeted on Wednesday, I think. Brian Kemp is running for governor of the great state of Georgia. The primary is on Tuesday. Brian is tough on crime, strong on the border and illegal immigration. No mention of his truck, though. Uh, he loves our military and our vets, capitalized mysteriously in classic Trump style, and protects <laughs> our Second Amendment. I give him my full and total endorsement. So we'll see what happens on uh, on Tuesday. It's It's like what Richard Painter wanted to do but did unsuccessfully. I think that Kemp really captured it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe. I think this was a raving success. And the comments weren't as bad as I expected on the YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I well, I guess I haven't looked recently. I could I could look uh The downvotes like, are like two thirds up. 
Okay. All right. And I mean, he is, he is running for governor of Georgia, as I understand a, a, a pretty solidly red state. I would assume this might play well there. I don't know. What is it with, is it a uniquely Georgia thing to have these deportation vehicles? Is that like, uh, between Mike know. Williams and him, or is he just but stealing Mike Williams idea? I maybe, but I'm not really sure how bad the illegal immigrant problem is there. It's not like it's, you know, Texas. Yeah, but it's pretty close. I mean, you yeah. need them. I'm sure there imagine. are some, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess they got to get across the whole Gulf region or whatever, but I don't know. Someone from Georgia, tell us how bad it is. Yeah, let is us it... know in the live chat. We got some Georgians. Okay. Um, no. So, listen, I, uh, I gave this story a ton of thought this week. I sat down. I thought it through. I listened to the whole Trump press conference. I thought seriously about the implications uh, about the relationship between the United States and Russia. Has the president, you know, is, is he a secret Russian agent uh, or, or have we avoided war? All of the, all of these intricacies of this story. And I thought so thoroughly about this that I thought, I, you know, maybe I should write my thoughts down. Maybe I should pre-record them. I organized my thoughts into a very brief video here. My full thoughts on the Trump-Russia story this week. I don't give a fuck. That's it. We're done. We don't have to talk about it anymore. No Beto. Did you just play that with video too? <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, very good. Very good. Yes. Uh, I will link his video in the description. But anyway, I couldn't care less about this story because this story is just, it's, it's perpetually who do you believe? Yeah. You know, you're never giving you're never given verifiable evidence to review yourself. It's just, do you believe the president? Do you believe the intelligence community? Do you believe the media? Who do you believe? It was such a pointless meltdown, too. And nothing really materially transpired. I, I, I barely paid any attention to it this week because I was like, oh, the left is freaking out about something else again. And I don't really view Russia as that much of an existential threat. I'm considerably more concerned about China. So I'm just, I'm just not that worried about it. <laughs> well... In case uh, listeners are worried about it, which I guess we'll try to make them, even though we are. <laughs> All right, so, so to review the facts, on Monday, Trump meets with uh, Putin in Helsinki, Finland. They met for two hours privately, and there was a one-hour press conference. Uh, Trump says he and Putin talked counterterrorism, combating nuclear proliferation, and more. Nobody really knows what happened or what was said in this private meeting. All we have is this press conference and this Q&A with reporters. Now, during the press conference, Trump was asked by multiple American reporters about uh, Russia, Russia meddling in the election in 2016 and whether he would condemn Putin on the spot for it. Uh, and Trump refused to do so. And we're going to watch that in a moment here. He, he said uh, he doesn't see any reason why it would be Russia doing the hacking or meddling in the election. Trump also praised Putin's strong uh, denial of the accusations of election meddling. So here's uh, here's here's Trump at the at the uh, at the summit press conference on Monday. This is what got everybody all riled up. Just now, President Putin denied having anything to do with the election interference in 2016. Every U.S. intelligence agency has concluded that Russia did. My first question for you, sir, is who do you believe? My second question is, would you now, with the whole world watching, tell President Putin? Would you denounce what happened in 2016, and would you warn him to never do it again? People came to me, Dan Coats came to me and some others. They said they think it's Russia. I have uh, President Putin. He just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be, but I really do want to see the server. I have confidence in both parties. I, I really believe that this will probably go on for a while. 
But I don't think it can go on without finding out what happened to the server. What happened to the servers of the Pakistani gentleman that worked on the DNC? Where are those servers? They're missing. Where are they? What happened to Hillary Clinton's emails? 33,000 emails, gone, just gone. I think in Russia they wouldn't be gone so easily. I think it's a disgrace that we can't get Hillary Clinton's 33,000 emails. So I have great confidence in my intelligence people, but uh, I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. And what he did is an incredible offer. He offered to have the people working on the case come and work with their investigators with respect to the 12 people. I think that's an incredible offer. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I would be fine with this if he didn't backtrack. And I, I particularly liked it, how he pivoted to the emails, the server, and Awan. Like, yeah, that, I think that was a, a good, solid answer. When his aides told him he needed to backtrack, you should have just been like, fuck off. I'm not doing that. You're fired. That. That's You're fired, said. yeah. <laughs> that's that's um, why we voted him in. It's like he should should not capitulate and nobody bought i i suppose you don't believe it either but but nobody bought that that, that he oh did i buy his his backtrack we'll yeah, get to it, that in a minute no absolutely not yeah, I mean, but I, I think it's a res- i think it's a response to public backlash and pressure applied by yeah democrats media i want to talk about some of that and pressure. that makes him seem weak to his base uh there's a yeah i think you could make that claim uh the other side is, is going to say he was too deferential to putin i think Look, I, I can be critical of, of the president and the way this was handled, and there are ways I can defend him, too, and I'll, I'll take those at the end. Um, but he understands but, diplomacy and Russians. You can't just shit all over Putin in, in one of these meetings. You can't do that. On the spot, it's on tough spot, to do. Absolutely yeah. not. Uh, but, but I don't know that he handled, even if that was the aim, I don't know that he handled that especially well. What would you rather he said? Well, let's uh, let's wait till the end because I want to go through the facts a little bit more because okay. the outrage clearly prompted this this change this this yeah. this walk back that he did. Mm-hmm. So there are kind of themes of the outrage in response to this press conference. The first is that Trump is compromised. Clearly, Putin has dirt on Trump, whether it's you know salacious stuff about his sex life or financial dirt or whatever it is. This is the statement from Nancy Pelosi. Uh, president Trump's weakness in front of Putin was embarrassing and proves that Russians have something on the president. Proves, not suggests. Proves, proves yeah. that Russians have something on the president, personally, financially, or politically. This is a sad day for America and all Western democracies that Putin continues to target. Adam Schiff uh who said this throughout the week, iterations of this same sentiment throughout the week. Yes, Adam Schiff, who is still going to prove the Russia collusion, just you wait. uh, He's been saying this all week. He was on uh, this week, this morning, and he was also speaking to this this Trump is compromised narrative. This is what Adam Schiff had to say. I certainly think he's acting like someone who's compromised, uh, and it may very well be that he is compromised, or it may very well be that he believes that he's compromised, that the Russians have information on him. We were not permitted to look into one of the allegations that was most serious to me, and that is, were the Russians laundering money through the Trump organization? The Republicans wouldn't allow us to go near that. I hope that Bob Mueller's investigating it, because again, if that's the leverage the Russians are using, it would not only explain the president's behavior, but it would help protect the country by knowing that, in fact, our president was compromised. Hmm. Okay. Are they seriously going to act like something wouldn't have come out at this 
late stage in the oh, game. Oh, it's coming. Just you it's, wait. It's coming. It's Mueller's totally so coming. so close. Just you wait. How it's... would they have been able to conceal this for so long? There is <sighs> just nothing. There is nothing there. It's, it's exhausting. Yeah, I mean, there. Are, we'll get to this at the end, but I don't. Re- I don't think it requires conspiratorial thinking. It's like, look, yeah. the president. You guys don't have evidence of collusion, and the president clearly hates the implication that he colluded with Russia because he knows that he didn't. I right, think that's right. the most likely explanation. So, and- like if if they ever even mention Russian meddling, even though that doesn't imply collusion, he gets really defense. He has to smash that too. That's a mole that he has to smash also because he doesn't want to give any credibility to this collusion thing, even though it doesn't necessarily have to. Right. And um, this is a really brazen claim, this money laundering thing, because the Clinton campaign laundered money through Perkins Coie to get the Steele dossier. So it's like, how can you people pot? It's just another example of leftists and Democrats just, you know, using what they're doing and and projecting it on the right. Like, sometimes I can't even believe what's coming out of their mouth. It's like, shut up. That's what you were doing. What was that? Was it was it laundering, though? I thought they just paid them. I didn't just said money laundering. Right, but as far as Clinton paying Perkins Coie, wasn't it just they just was it was yeah, that actually illegal Cooey, or was it just paid research? It was it was paid opposition research, but because of the way it went through Perkins Coie, it, it to legitimize it. I mean, that's effectively mm. what money laundering. Okay, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not super keen on those details, but yes, there's there's clearly a, a demonstration of a financial relationship between the Clinton campaign and the people who went to Russians to get dirt on Trump. We know that demonstrably. Jeez. Anyway. Are these people serious? You know who else is at it is your guy, former CIA director John Brennan, who says it's treason. This is treason. This is the other narrative they're going with. Donald Trump's press conference performance in Helsinki rises to and exceeds the threshold of high crimes and misdemeanors. It was nothing short of treasonous. Not only were Trump's comments imbecilic. That's a new word. Imbecilic. I've not heard that before. Uh, but he is wholly in the pocket of Putin. Republican patriots, where are you? With three excla- uh, uh, question marks, I should say. So you know that he's very curious and very serious. Now, n- no thoughts? You're speechless by... This is just infuriating. I mean, this oh. is another example of... of uh, I mean, there's so much. there's been so much treason on the left. Like with this Peter Strzok hearing, it's like... I, I remember watching it and being like, we used to have execute people like this and then they're going to talk about treason we're republicans we're you and we're doing mediocre podcasts and talking about it (laughs) well uh that was one of actually the sane reactions now we're going to get to the truly insane reactions which is this was pearl harbor 9-11 and the holocaust all combined basically there was this op-ed in politico it reads uh who's the author on this i don't know the author yuri kadovnov that sounds like a russian name i suspect (laughs) Suspect some kind of shenanigans here. On December 7th, 1941, the Imperial Japanese Navy launched a surprise conventional attack against the U.S. Pacific Fleet moored at Pearl Harbor. The Japanese operation was part of a larger strategy, crippled the United States in capability, naval manpower, and mentality so that we would be prevented from interfering as Japan continued military operations throughout Southeast Asia. On September 11th, 2001, the Islamist terrorist group Al-Qaeda conducted four coordinated unconventional attacks against our nation. Its leader, Osama bin Laden, chose targets linked to the U.S. government and American economic power as part of his larger strategy, bring holy war to the American homeland for what bin Laden alleged were aggressive uh, aggressions against Muslims in the Middle East. 
And now in 2016, our country was targeted by an attack that had different operational objectives and a different overarching strategy. But the aim was every bit as much to devastate the American homeland as Pearl Harbor or 9-11. The destruction may not send pillars of smoke into the sky or come with an 11-digit price tag, and there's no body count or casualty statistics. Those are pretty big differences, I would say. But the damage done has ravaged our institutions and shaken our beliefs in our immovability. Okay. What do you want That's, me to say about this? Is just so hyperbolic. It was. It was all. Of, it was. It was like all of these things, but it was also like the Holocaust, says Watergate <laughs> prosecutor Jill Wine Banks. Uh, who appeared uh, with what's his face, Ali Veshi or whatever that MSNBC guy's name is? I don't know. She was on the show and she said it's it was like Pearl Harbor and Crystal Knox. I think is what is what she said. Let's hear that. The U.S. president spent much of the weekend growling in the words of one White House official over his own Justice Department's indictment on Friday of 12 Russian intelligence officials for interfering in the 2016 election. He fretted that the timing of the indictments was intended to injure him politically, the official said. He also made clear that he was more excited to sit down with the Russian president than he had been to visit with NATO allies earlier in the week in Brussels. That's an amazing, amazing sentence. At some point, this has a complexity that's even richer than the one you were involved in with the with the She's Watergate investigation in that nobody thought that yeah, Richard's like oh I rehearsed this part look at yeah. that grin yeah, yeah but at some point this has a complexity that's deeper than Watergate in that we can't explain it at all because it's so complex that it's yeah. beyond and nebulous what? because it doesn't that's real. it right it's we can't explain it because it's too, it's so complex and so deep come on yeah. man but he's the sane one in the room because she's about to go off. Nixon was working on behalf of, of an enemy of the United States. How do you even make sense of this? It's just as serious to me as the Cuban Missile Crisis in terms of an attack or the 9-11 attack. The president is taking the side of the people who attacked us instead of trying to prevent a future attack. His performance today will live in infamy as much mm -hmm. as the Pearl Harbor attack or Kristallnacht. And it's really a serious issue that we need to deal with. Do you think she intended to borrow FDR's language to live in infamy? I don't know. Maybe. I assume that was intentional. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again, but it's good for the right when the left is so hyperbolic because it wears down the general public. So when they actually have a legitimate grievance with the right, nobody cares. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. I, as I said, I have some points of criticism for the president on this press conference, which which I'll get to. But these these points are so out there they're just so insane that i i'm sorry like you guys are you're outdoing him uh, if, if you think that he's crazy you're outdoing him in the crazy and i have to again it's like i'm not fully on board with the way he handled it but i mostly have to defer back to him because you people are such loons they it's like they wanted him to physically attack putin or something hmm. You know, we they, met they with, wanted him with to declare genocidal war world leaders under diplomatic circumstances before so so much worse than putin um this is a normal part of diplomacy I, I i fail to see even what is wrong here remember when um when james comey was a man of higher loyalty and no. how he was above the political fray i remember when james comey thought that he was a man of higher yeah. loyalty. well this was interesting because this whole press conference prompted comey to stop pretending to be i guess nonpartisan or above 
partisan bickering because James Comey gets on Twitter and what does he say? He, he says, uh, first, this was the day an American president stood on foreign soil next to a murderous lying thug and refused to back his own country. Patriots need to stand and reject the behavior of this president. He continued, uh, the next day, this Republican Congress has proven incapable of fulfilling the founders design that ambition must counteract ambition. Uh, all who believe in this country's values must vote for Democrats this fall. Policy differences don't matter right now. History has its eyes on us. I beg to differ. Look at Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and some of the other leadership in the party. Listen, policy differences do matter when you're talking about limiting free speech, reducing or eliminating self-defense, quasi-communism. Okay, these things matter a lot. In fact, there are reasons I'm willing to forego gaffes and character flaws because I want to be able to say what I want. I want to be able to protect my family and my property. And I want to be able to keep what I earn and not live in a communist state. That, that'd be great. <laughs> like that matters to me more. Those are just ridiculous expectations yeah. of living in a democracy. Constitutional republic. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, and then he added on Sunday, he had additional today. He had additional advice for Democrats. Uh, Democrats, please, please don't lose your minds and rush to the socialist left. This president and his Republican Party are counting on you to do exactly that. America's great middle wants sensible, balanced, excuse me, ethical leadership, which I actually agree I with. Agree I think with is that. wise yeah. advice. I just think it's interesting that now Comey is becoming like Democratic strategist guy. Right. But why would he advocate for Democrats when they're becoming increasingly extreme and moving towards the socialist left? He admits in one breath, he says that we need to vote for Democrats if we want the country to, to be sane, yet yeah. also urges Democrats to stop being socialist. It's like, what do you not see how how that's problematic? Like, yes, we would like a balanced center, but that's not what we have on the left. Yeah. Well, he's Superman. He's James Comey. He'll save everybody and everything. What a partisan hack. That guy. And nobody listens to him anyway. Everybody's got a different reason for hating that guy. Now, of course, what's the great irony, too, is Comey might be, outside of um, Strzok, might be most singularly responsible for President Donald Trump. And now he's all uptight about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, Where? dude, <laughs> you walking out with Anthony Weiner's laptop, the polling suggests that swayed it. Now, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm not saying that was the only reason, but the polling suggests that was a factor. And it might have been just enough yeah. to put we'll Trump over know. the top. And I bet that drives him to madness. Yeah. Now, uh, so as, as, as you mentioned, all of this pressure, it's, I, I don't know... I don't know how this came to be, this backtracking on the part of Trump. Was it pressure that got to him? Was it aides that whispered in his ear like, no way, dude, you got to walk that back. Somehow, Trump is persuaded to come out the next day, I think. This, this was, yeah. uh, was it Tuesday it was or Wednesday he came pressure out? Pressure on the right. Um, did you hear what Neil Cavuto said on Fox? Uh, what was it? I did it? not. I, I, I can't even remember. It was like incredibly harsh language, like saying this was a disaster. So let me know in the live chat. But I read it and I was like, mm. oh, my God. But I think he got a lot of criticism from people on the right. But, you know, he's never given a fuck with these rhinos say before. He should just be like, I, I don't care. I don't care. Well, Trump comes. Uh, Trump gives the press in the White House this this explanation of how he meant the exact opposite of what he said, that uh, as you referenced earlier, I think this makes things significantly worse. This is what Trump had to say. I accept our intelligence community's conclusion that Russia's meddling in the 2016 election took place. Could be other people also. 
there's a lot of people out there. There was no collusion at all. And people have seen that, and they've seen that strongly. The House has already come out very strongly on that. A lot of people have come out strongly on that. I realize that there is a need for some clarification. It should have been obvious. I thought it would be obvious, but I would like to clarify just in case it wasn't. In a key sentence in my remarks, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia. Sort of a double negative. So you can put that in, and I think that probably clarifies things pretty good by itself. Mm. And that grammatical error in, at the end there was, was pretty bad. Uh, I didn't even catch it. What was the grammatical I think error? He says, I think he said, um, I thought that would clarify it pretty good. Is that what he said? Oh, yeah. That should be well. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, you can tell he's basically reading a prepared statement and adding in some yeah. Trump improvisation as he goes. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was kind of a, a non-apology, but... Um, you know, if I were, if I was on his team, I would be like, "You're just gonna say nothing, and you're gonna let this blow over." How long or could if, it possibly be? Or if he wanted to walk it back, I would have less of a problem if he said, "I reviewed what I I thought about what I said at the event, and I've discussed with my advisors and people I have in the intelligence community, and I would like to revise what I said because I think I got it wrong." Like, if you want to do that, you can do that. No, you can get criticism for that if you want, but I think that's a if you're going to reverse course, I would rather just have the honesty and the course reversal than this weird like I got a word wrong and actually meant the exact opposite of what I said. Because as I, as I said earlier, you listen to the press conference, he says multiple times that he has confidence in his intelligence people, but he's not convinced that Russia meddled. Does like he have confidence in his intelligence people? He says it explicitly several times. Yeah, but it was like he was being held hostage. Does anybody have confidence in American intelligence agencies at this point in time? Because I really don't think that we as a people do. Now, Trump also came out on CNBC uh, on Thursday, and he said, basically, I'm the toughest president on Russia ever. Now, to his credit, he did cite substantive policy examples of what he's done, um, but he said, I'm just trying to to get along with Putin. And if Putin doesn't want to get along, I'll be the worst enemy he's ever had. This is what Trump had to say. I have been far tougher on Russia than any president in many, many years, maybe ever. Even, even the big fight I have with Germany over the fact that they're taking natural gas, they're taking right. energy from Russia, paying them billions of dollars. And then on top of that, Germany pays a fraction of what they should be paying for defense. We're supposed to defend them. So they're paying Russia and we're supposed to defend them from Russia. Just look at that point. But look at the sanctions I've put on. Look at the diplomats I threw out. Look at all of the things that I've done. Nobody else did what I've done. Obama didn't do it. Obama was a patsy for Russia. He was a total patsy. <laughs> look at the statement he made where he thought the mics were turned off, okay? The stupid statement he made. Nobody does a big deal about that. Getting along with President Putin, getting along with Russia is a positive, not a negative. Right. If that doesn't work out, I'll be the worst enemy he's ever had. The worst he's ever had. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly fine with that, although it did kind of read like he's going to be friendly with him in person and then talk shit on him to our media to placate the left just a little bit. But other, you know, for the most part, I, I agree with him. I would like him to say outright that he doesn't think that Russia is the existential threat that everybody else seems to. Hmm. It's, it is a classic case of I would just like you to take a clear position and defend it instead of 
taking a position, getting flack, and then backtracking in kind of an underhanded, dishonest way. Yeah, I mean, the backtracking is really what I have a problem with. Um, Everybody would have gotten over it if he just said, like, listen, I don't think they hacked the election. Yeah, I mean, they would would flip their shit as they did. Yeah, but how long uh, can they ride that outrage wave? I mean, they had Stormy Daniels in, in the news for, like, three to four weeks so like at the very most he's gonna have to deal with this for a month yeah well yeah it, it, obviously it's not 9-11 or pearl harbor because this i guarantee by next week at this time it's basically out of people's mind but why can't we it's just not- let the let the left just chase their tails for a month and then repeat this on the news cycle until the american people go numb he just shouldn't sure. have addressed it well i did write down some points on on ways i could theoretically defend the president and ways in which i could probably be critical of the president. Let's, let me see if you agree or disagree. So if I want to defend Trump on how this was handled, we don't know what was said at the private meeting. Uh, so as a negotiation tactic, it seems to me unwise to slam the guy you're negotiating with on the spot in front of the cameras. I don't know that he handled this in as precise the way that he could have, but yeah, it, the tough. other side, if you're, it, but if you're, trying to negotiate intelligently, I can see the argument that I'm not just going to shit on him on the spot right there. For all we know, he was tough and asked these questions at the private meeting. We just don't know. And you Um, have to think about Russians culturally. They're a proud people that are not going to respond well to being criticized in front of the media, in front of the whole world. Like that's hmm. not going to go well. This is about diplomacy too. Yeah. If I had to defend him, I'd say, look, maybe this was a little bit of a gaffe, um, but there's really no policy behind this that is actually detrimental to the right, country. Quite right. the contrary. I think you could argue that it's it's I'm not going to say the gaffe is a good thing per se, but the benefit of taking this approach would be you're not going to have conflict with Russia. If you really want to avoid escalation of tension, conflict, you'd rather be on this side, the easy side, as opposed to the hostile side uh, generally. that uh, Those would be points on which I would defend if I had to, like if I was his lawyer, God forbid, or something like that. Uh, Okay, but if I had to be critical of the president, and we haven't talked about this, so he obviously has some points of dispute with the intelligence community. He is the executive, however. He, He can put people in power who he wants to be in power, and largely a lot of his guys are in power. So the point about the 17 intelligence agencies that said Russia did it. 17 intelligence agencies. The th- first, the, yeah, the a couple points I'll make on that. It was not 17 independent investigations. It was 17, pe- 17 agencies signing on to the same findings. And some but of those other, are bullshit agencies. But the other point too is this claim was established at the end of the Obama term. So to that claim specifically, these were intelligence agencies under Obama's leadership. But I, I would push back on him and say, it's it's difficult to read because he said several times, I have confidence in my intelligence community. Okay, but then why aren't why do you seem to be rejecting them, I guess? My point would be if you reject what they're saying, you could put people in place who would do a better job. You have that authority. Right. But at this point in time it would reflect so badly on him if he fired Mueller or if he actually did that, it would just look like he was trying to stack the deck. He he can't do that. Yeah, but I guess you know, if let's and let's say he does give two both sides credibility. He said during the press conference, I give credibility to Putin. I give credibility to my intel people. But if you have to pick one, if they're competing, 
I would still like to see you defer to your country and to the people you've placed in power as the executive. They betrayed him horribly. And I also want to point out that if we can't trust the the main alphabet agencies, the FBI, the CIA, why would we trust the remaining 15 lesser agencies? Well, but that I guess that's the, the point of criticism is. What is he supposed guys? to say, though? He's supposed to be like, I don't trust these. He doesn't want to make us seem weak or incompetent on the world stage, although we are. But, you know, he yeah. doesn't want to appear not to have confidence in these agencies, even though he doesn't and nobody else does. I just think, well, it's classic Trump. Like, I think there's a way he could have navigated this with a scalpel instead of a sledgehammer. But he but sledgehammers, that's Trump. He sledgehammers, he sledgehammers everything. Through everything. Yeah, I know. Um, and then, of course, we talked it to death, but the backtracking was incoherent. That that is another point. On and it was a prepared, would, it was an incoherent him. speech that was prepared. It's like say nothing, and I would have, I, I would have just let this news cycle pass without even investigating it. And I watched that whole yeah. thing today, and it made me want to kill myself. Okay, <laughs> it was just cringe tastic. The Q and yeah. I just wanted to yeah. saw my own head off. But like you know, we didn't we didn't elect him because of his precision with language or his ability to, um, to go through all these pleasantries. Like we knew he was going to attack these things with a sledgehammer. Like you said. And to the left, I would say, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but, but I will repeat, it doesn't require conspiratorial thinking to explain what we've observed. Like I can explain it by saying, look, you have this allegation against Trump that he colluded. He knows he didn't. And he, is defend his ego guy. So if you take shots at him that he knows are false, he's going to hit back hard. He hits back so hard that he goes all the way to deny election meddling in full, which he doesn't have to to avoid the collusion accusation, but he does anyway, because if you punch him, he punches back twice as hard. And I think that that probably is one of his biggest faults. He's deeply defensive, which reads as a sign of insecurity. You know, he's a a strong alpha. Or to an extreme cynic, guilt, you know? Like... That's just insane. At well, this but that's point how time, they read it. That's I'm not saying that's how I don't I read know it, that but. people on the left that aren't retarded actually believe this Russia collusion thing. I oh, don't think I, that, I, I don't think most of these people really believe this is what's so weird because I actually agree with you. But if you watch segments like take Ben Shapiro and Bill Maher, it's like they both can't believe each other because one takes the Russian collusion narrative as automatically or demonstrably true, and the other's like doesn't see it at all it's it's yeah. weird how something that can't be independently verified they take as you know non uh, as as 100 true not debatable people like us take it as 100 doubtable basically show me the evidence um i would go even further and say that you know this is 100 percent disprovable i i I, there's just nothing there it's not it's not just a lack it's, of evidence i mean a lack of evidence in itself suggests that Nothing occurred here. Yeah, presumption There's of no innocence. There's no there there. Presumption of innocence, yeah. Oh. All right, so that's all I got to say on this before we get into these offensive tweets. We're going to talk offensive tweets, but we should probably take a break before we do. I guess we should. Okay. Got Soul says, Matt and I once made love, and when he asked me how it was, I replied, womp, womp, and he responded, how dare you? How absolutely dare you, sir? <laughs> Love the show. Greetings from Sir UK. Thank you, David. Oh, How dare clear. you? Thank How you. absolutely dare you, illegally. sir? JV Dude 9061 missed a Sunday show last week due to business travel. Congrats, Blonde, on the wedding. And Matt, your video on Michelle Wolf was amazing. Yes, it oh, was. Thanks. I appreciate it. Show. Thank you, JV Dude. Uh, X Lightbringer RX or something. I don't know, man. I screw up your name all the time. Uh, Matt and Blonde, how do you feel about designer babies? Should parents have an unrestricted ability to modify their future children's DNA? Ooh. 
how far would you go with this? What would you leave mm. to chance? Why? Um, I would only modify the potential for deformity or fatal disease. Outside well, of that, as far as fatal disease, not just disease. Uh, but, the, but then the know. question is, we've talked about this too, because I, we won't have a satisfactory answer for now, because man, that's a complex question. But I generally agree with that position. We've had pushback, and I don't have a it ironed out. What what do you define as disease or a disability? That sort of thing. I mean, that is, you get into some real slimy ethical. Territory. Like if he's going to be a short man, is that a disability? Uh... Thank you for the super chat. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> Shooter Down Under said, oh, I got to skip this one. I ha well, he just said, have you checked out Lauren Southern Australia? Yes, and we're going to talk about that. Um, yes, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, we do have a couple clips. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but I I love refugees. This clip of this person being dragged away off the stage. I love refugees. I love refugees. I love Muslims. It was <laughs> like, just, just in, it's totally insane and deranged. It's, yeah, it's it's oh absolutely God, bizarre. Caesar, you're killing me. My dog just keeps uh -oh. walking across me a thousand times, which is why I moved. Hmm. Uh, Joel Dyckman, thought policing is bad, but thought policing <laughs> is horribly underutilized. Looking at you, Tommy Laren. Yeah, but she's so hot. So hot. Come on. Yeah, but she has some she has some bad takes. Let's yeah, what did she say recently that like the right needs to stay away from social issues? Didn't she say that? She was talking about abortion because she maintains a pro-choice position, which all right, that's fine if you want. Um, is it? Is it fine? That's not what she said on the View. Uh, what do you mean? Isn't no, that, I'm saying I'm not gonna pen. I'm not gonna like punish her. I'm not going to hold her in lower regard because of her pro-choice view or something like that. But she just says yeah. it's not wise for Republicans to campaign on quote unquote social issues like being pro-life which i don't know i just disagree like we i guess we can't what's change a, the culture what's the point right and i think actually cultural issues are number one reason why you have president trump to be honest exactly yeah um she's lucky she's pretty agent flippy says did you all see richard spencer say that ben shapiro is more disingenuous and worse than the young turks while he was no, talking to jay on he claims that ben portrays a false right that misleads people i saw that and i had my you know he had me nodding in you agreement can, a little bit okay have your points of dispute i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say shapiro is some faultless god but worse than than jenk and anna come on okay his argument was that the young turks are at least honest about their position whereas ben shapiro is somewhat subversive uh you're not gonna get me on that but i think you should watch it i think you're treading into dangerous territory i agree and his mustache was <laughs> very distracting that much right. i will say uh, Falcon Millennial, uh, Matt, what email wait, wait, address? Wait, sorry, Richard Spencer had a mustache? Yeah. Okay, yeah. now I'm in. I have to see this. And it, it's a pretty good, I mean, almost nobody except for John Stossel and Alex Trebek can pull off a mustache, hmm. Burt Reynolds. But he's pretty close. He only All looks right. like 50% a pedophile. <laughs> well, we're about to get into pedophilia, so good segue. <laughs> uh, Falcon Millennial, Matt, what email address can I contact you through? I will explain it in the email. I think you might find it okay at worst. Also, Albany, Georgia here, and we don't really have an illegal people problem. So maybe it is just pandering. Oh, about the illegal immigration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, you can uh, just email the show inbox, beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Uh, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck is another mustache guy. Oh, so people in the live chat are talking about this. The, the argument that he makes is that Ben Shapiro is subversive because he acts like he's a staunch conservative, but he's guided by moral arguments that often leads him to more leftist positions. And, and, you know, we talk about that on the show all the time. 
I don't know. I, I'll, I'm not going to dismiss it until I listen to the argument. But Jenk and Anna are rock bottom dishonest journalists. They're terrible people. But but with regard to the intellectual honesty, I mean, he's honest something there. But but broadly, I would never say that Ben Shapiro is worse. He's contributing to society positively. They are. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. 100%. Uh, Snarps says, congratulations on the nuptials, Blonde. Have you heard about the update with Julian Assange? Most likely losing asylum. And what do you think about it? Love the show. Listen every Sunday while I'm working. I barely read about this before the show, and we're not going to talk about it. Um, and I only watched like two minutes of Sticks' video about it, so I, I can hardly even opine. Where does he have asylum again? Is he in Portugal? Oh man, I'm I am not I am not a great Assange mind. Let me know in the live chat. Um, I mean, can't we just give him asylum? I, I don't know. I never know. I never. I don't. I'm just, I'm going to shut up because I'm going to say something stupid about Assange. That's probably wrong. Ecuador. That's what it yeah. is. Sorry. Um, Steel and Souls 15. We should probably ask why we suddenly found 12 Russian spies to indict no more than three days before the Helsinki meeting. Sounds like our agencies are totally trustworthy. That bowling ball sound my, are my eyes rolling. Um, yeah. Like, you know, th- what they should have done. And Alan Dershowitz mentioned this the other day, which is a really good point is they, they're not the Justice Department's not supposed to be playing politics. They should have done this after the Helsinki meeting. There was a reason that they announced yeah, the indictment. And what, ahead what of would this. be the harm in doing that? You know, it's not as though this news is so urgent that it has to be out today yeah. or something. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't think it's conspiratorial for people to. It's not conspiratorial a, and there's no expedition. So why does it even matter? Yeah. I think those are fair questions. Uh, Maddington. Oh, no. Russia might have hacked the DNC emails to show that Debbie wash her hair. Shoulders. <laughs> I like it. Rick, the Democratic primary must protect our democracy by letting Democrats ruin it. Totally makes sense. Right on, Maddington. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better mm-hmm. myself. Autumn Dorsey. Hey, Skag and Blonde. My first time donating, but you guys are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, Lots of love. You. Thank you, Autumn. That's a very pretty name, too. Um, Connor Johnston says, guns jokes are totally unacceptable for someone who works with children. It has nothing to do with beating the left at their own game. We're going to talk about this, and I agree with you. But I'm going to take a more nuanced position or just incoherent position. I'm going to take a more incoherent position. That's what I'm going to do. Hmm. But we'll talk about this in a second. Uh, Boogeyman917, thanks as always for the quality commentary on the fake news. Very fake news. We appreciate it. Well, thanks. Joshy boy, watch out, guys. The commies are coming. I hope not. But Matt does have an arsenal that he's contributing to this upcoming week, so he'll be ready for them. What are you right? talking about? <laughs> Robert Munro says, I wanted to say amazing show. Matt, try this. Two parts fireball, two parts apple juice. One part uh, cranberry on ice tastes like an apple pie. Now you can stop drinking water beer. Yeah, but fire fireball. No, no, thank you. The the cinnamon stuff. Like I hate big red. I hate fireball. Ugh. Um, Sorry. Oh, that's fan, by the way. But Thanks, Robert. We appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's not right. So Matt and I once made love in the back of his Subaru. People thought we were gay, but not because of the sex. If you know what I mean. What? I like Whatever. Subarus. I don't have a sounder for this. Yeah, I like I like Subarus too, obviously. Um, are they gay cars? I was thinking Absolutely about trading in our car for a Subaru. Good. I Am I gonna look like a lesbian? Someone will have yeah, so much like hate in their heart. All right. <laughs> Notes behind the bar says the left will forget Trump Putin meeting like they do everything else. They have no attention span. I realized today I haven't heard David Hogg's name in months, and I chuckled as I bought a new rifle. Good. Good for you. Do you yeah, know what I uh, heard somebody say the other day? That Peter Strzok looks like David Hogg in 40 years. Yeah, kind of. I can see it. I was like, it. yeah. It's that smug yeah. leftist punchable facial expression. It's just like etched into your stupid face. I could totally see them. 
David to his Hawkins point, won. there will be a new outrage this week and next. It'll of be course, moving on is. to the next outrage. Yeah. Lone Revolver. Rand Paul was probably the only senator to support Trump's meeting with Putin. Did he? Yeah. Rand is Paul that why he was trending and, on Twitter? Yeah. I know he, he got a lot of praise and a lot of hate for that, but he basically called out a lot of the leftist hysteria over this. Mm-hmm. And Rand Paul's a guy who obviously doesn't want um, international conflict and doesn't want, obviously, war with Russia. I'm not, cl- I'm not saying that... The, you know, most of the critics of the president want war with Russia, but, uh, but you know, I think there's a fair point to be made about let's not escalate this to more conflict than it needs to be. Yeah. Ken Lynn, first time donator, but I want to let you know how much I appreciate your show. I look forward to it every week. I love Blonde's burning rage at all the idiots, but I appreciate Matt's reasonableness. So. Well, thanks. Just two more for right now. Sure. Um, Constantine's commentary, Russia. Orthodox, pretty women, vodka, AK-47s, Dems, godless feminists, no booze, gun, gun control. Who's the real enemy? <laughs> it's a fair point, you know? Not, not everything that came out of Russia is total crap. Just I know. most of Brittany it. Brittany Pettibone, when she was in Russia, she did a video with um, this Russian chick talking about femininity. And it was like the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. Yeah, those was, Russian brides, right? Yeah, she was like so prim and proper, and she was talking about how men have a place and women have a place, and I was like, I'm going to aspire to be you like You know who should hire her is Bonobos or whoever that clothing company is. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that later. Last one for right now is from Radicus. Russia is an existential military threat. Crimea and Georgia, but China is our economic existential threat, undermining hmm. our technological advantage and bankrupting other countries. One belt, one road. Agreed. Hmm. Um, although I'm also not particularly worried about the militaristic threat either although i probably shouldn't admit that um okay we're good for now you're gonna get us in trouble just remember email the person you're mad at don't email me being because mad i don't read the, the email <laughs> so. okay so this was a the, well we've seen this case a million times now some people will make the case that this particular case with james gunn has some unique components i do think it does have a few but generally speaking how many times have we seen this now where it's like I don't like you. I'm going to go find outrageous things that you've said, and I'm going to get you in trouble for it. That is the general theme here. James Gunn being the high profile case of the week, but really quick before we hopped into that, before we hop into that, I wanted to highlight what was a little bit lesser known of a case this week with um, Brewers pitcher, Milwaukee Brewers pitcher, Josh Hader. So Josh Hader, as this headline says, Josh Hader has an awful racist homophobic Twitter history. So some guy named Kevin Jenkins, who has like two two hundred. (laughs) Well, no one can even view your tweet history anymore. I know. And it was exceptional. Yeah. You thought that blonde was edgy on this show. My God. I had 10,000 horrible, hateful tweets. (laughs) Luckily, nobody can fire you. That's the trick. Not you know, anymore. You, you want to beat you want to beat these outrage mobs. Just get yourself into a position where you can't be fired. That's <laughs> that's how you solve it. Okay, so some guy named Kevin Jenkins. He has like 250 Twitter followers. He posts these screen caps of tweets from Josh Hader using the N word and making fun of gay people. Some of these tweets are song lyrics, and some of them are appear to be original language. Um, like one of the, some are just simple statements like I hate gay people. These are tweets from 2011 <laughs> when Hater was 17 years old. Oh, now Hater has, yeah, he has since privatized his account. He pitched at the all-star game on uh, Tuesday night. Or was that Wednesday night? I forget. He pitched at the all-star game this week and his family 
had to wear generic jerseys. They couldn't wear hater jerseys to support their son and their brother, whoever, because they didn't want to be harassed. They didn't have to embroider a scar- scarlet letter on their shirt. I'm surprised. Yeah, they needed that on the jersey instead, you know, and they had to repent and disavow and all that. And Just they had walk to walk with that that Game of Thrones lady doing Dang. the shame walk. Yeah. But they so they had to wear generic jerseys as as he as he pitches. It's just so stupid. Now Major League Baseball, the the league, has decided that he has to do sensitivity training. He's not uh. going to be suspended, but he has to do sensitivity training because when he was seventeen, he tweeted out the N word and like anti gay sentiment. It's the same stuff that 17-year-olds have been saying forever. It's just he, he wrote it in a place that we can look at now. Yeah, this is why social media is dangerous. It can it's, You just yeah. document all of your mistakes, and then they're there for eternity. Yeah. Now, I don't mean to lead with this to imply that the James Gunn situation is identical. I think there are some, again, nuanced points that I hope to discuss here. Uh, but I do think this is an example of something that is a, a rising trend. So to, to hop into the James Gunn story, uh, James Gunn, who I actually, I'll be honest, I learned who this was from this story. Me I'm not too. a big movie guy. I'm not a Hollywood guy. Yeah. What did he so do? He had just on the previous Guardians of the Galaxy. And- yeah, I guess he, well, I know he was slated to direct the upcoming one. So he was working on that now. I think he and did the second one, but I'm not. And he's not now fired sure by Disney. I don't care. So this all actually starts. There was a big controversy this week involving ben shapiro there's this actor mark duplass who tweets out that hey fellow liberals fellow left-wingers if you want a good follow to you know reach across the aisle with ben shapiro is a good option because he's reasonable and well-intentioned give him a follow of course the outrage mob ate him apart yeah and he apologized and so you know i didn't Never realize ben shapiro apologized. was a yeah racist sexist homophobe ben da-da-da-da. shapiro racist yes yeah. yes that's, those are the claims they made uh, so, so James Gunn chimes in on this whole controversy and he says that even Shapiro's mother should unfollow him. Uh, even though he defended Duplass, he, he ripped Shapiro. And so this prompts, uh, Mike Cernovich and Jack Posobiec. I think I'm saying, I never know how to say Posobiec? that guy's, I think I heard him say Posobiec on the rebel, but I don't know. I'm going with Posobiec. I've, I should have looked up how to pronounce this by now, but anyway, they uh, and other conservatives, uh, they all go digging through Gunn's tweets and they're capturing dozens of these tweets. Uh, Posobiec has a collection of them on his Twitter page. It's going to be too tough to read um, on screen here, but there is a screenshot of these, uh, some 16 tweets. I'll link them in the description. And then there's a collection of some of them in the uh, in the, in Breitbart's coverage here. Now, I won't. I'm not going to try to sugarcoat what these tweets are. They're largely jokes about pedophilia, or at least what he calls jokes. Let's say commentary about pedophilia. And I don't know. Um, let's see. Here's an example. I like it when little boys touch me in my silly place. Gunn tweeted in 2009. Okay. The Hardy Boys and the, and the mystery of what it feels like when Uncle Bernie fists me. Reads another. Uh, Eagle snatches kid is what I call it when I get lucky. Reads a 2012 tweet. Okay, a bunch of uh, a bunch of at best jokes that are I don't know hard to it's hard to see in what context these would be really hilarious. But I mean, when I read all because I read that I read all the tweets. Um, it just read to me like somebody who was 
desperate to be edgy because they're not funny. Like, do you yeah. remember the Kramer thing when he said the N word? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Wasn't it at like, a, like a stand up bit? Yeah, or something? he was getting heckled by a black dude, I think. And then he's like, "I would have had you N word hanging up from rafters or something like." And it yeah. was like an attempt to deflect the fact that he was revealing that he just wasn't very funny, mm -hmm. you know, by making a more base, yeah. edgy joke. I think that, that that's how this read to me. I'm seeing a lot of things on the right that's like, this guy's a pedophile. I'm like, uh, I'm not seeing any evidence of that. I want to be, yeah, I want to be clear about a few things. And, and one, I'll qualify what I'm saying. At no point in this am I going to defend the content of what Gunn is saying. Like, of course I don't, not, no. These aren't funny to me. It's not like, I, ooh, I want to follow for more hot pedophilia takes. Like, no, that's not, that's not uh, what I'm getting at. But I do think we should be cautious about outrage mobs, uh, and, and I'll explain why. And then the term but, joke, like, I'm not sure how I feel about that, too, because, like, nothing has a punch. Like, the one about, like, I like it when kids touch me in my silly. It's like, that, what? Yeah. Uh, like, no ellipses. It needs some context. Punchline. It's like, what? Yeah. Were there previous or subsequent texts that put that into context? Because if that's it, then, like, this guy kind of got what he deserves. Well, a few things that, that I think we need to be especially clear about. First, uh, the most recent tweet that I see in in this exposure or whatever you want to call it is 2012. If I'm wrong in that, I, I invite correction. But the most recent one I've seen was dated 2012. Um, and to your point, as far as I can tell, there's no conclusive evidence that Gunn actually abused anyone or any children. If he did, then that would significantly change for sure what I'm what I'm discussing here. Um, Breitbart, Breitbart reports in this piece that Gunn had tweeted out about a post on his website or Gunn, yeah, Gunn made a post on his website, basically, that was called A Hundred Pubescent Girls Touch Themselves. Uh, and then because he had deleted his website, it was unclear what that actually linked to. Reason is reporting that it's been uncovered that that was actually a link to a video of a bunch of, like, high school girls singing the song When I Think About You, I Touch Myself, that song. So it was, a, it was a, apparently a joke post linking to this video that is entirely innocent. There's no child pornography involved. Right, that's not super innocent, but you know. If there, well, there's no, not the what it appears to be. That's right. To the extent there's no child pornography involved. Yeah. If there was child pornography involved, again, that would significantly change what I'm talking about here. Um, and that post was dated 2010. Now, Gunn has come out with his own response here. I want to read it quickly, but he says on Twitter, many people have followed my career. Uh, many people who have followed my career know when I started, I viewed myself as a provocateur, making movies and telling jokes that were outrageous and taboo. I have discussed publicly, uh, as I've discussed publicly many times, as I've developed as a person, uh, so has my work and my humor. It's not to say I'm better, but I'm very, very different from uh, than I was a few years ago. Today, I try to root my work in love and connection and less in anger. Oh, good, good for you. Gross. My days uh, saying something just because it's shocking and trying to get a reaction are over. In the past, I've apologized for humor of mine that hurt people. I truly felt sorry and meant every word of my apologies for the record. When I made these shocking jokes, I wasn't living them out. I know that's a weird statement to make and it seems obvious, but still here I am saying it. And lastly, anyway, that's the complete, uh, that's completely the honest truth. I'll rephrase that weirdly. Uh, I used, uh, I used to make a lot of offensive jokes. I don't anymore. I don't blame my past self for this, but I like myself more and feel like a lot more full human being and creator today. Love you to you all. Gross. Okay. 
So, he, you know, he's, he's saying it was all jokes. Look, it was a long time ago. I was trying to be edgy and it was dumb. Okay. A lot of people are buying that. There's now a petition signed by 50,000 or, or more at this point for Disney to rehire them because Disney fired him off of this job after the outrage mob, uh, you know, went after them about, um, about his, his work with Disney. The last thing, the last um, relevant facts that I want to point out, and this actually does change some of the calculation for me just a little bit. He'd previously been tweeting out at the end of May that he supported Roseanne being held to account for her tweet. What a dumbass. Okay. And then like he also... people never think it's going to come back for them. Yeah. Then he also tweeted out that he supported the boycott of Laura Ingram over the David Hogg stuff. Okay. So, do you, do you have... Do you want to go first or I can, I can well, go first? Whatever you want. I mean, okay, labeling somebody as a pedophile is... That's a serious accusation. So I'm going to need some evidence that he actually diddled some kids because pedophiles typically don't announce on social media that they're pedophiles. That being said, Hollywood is filled with legitimate pedophiles, filled with pedophiles. Um, But typically they're more subversive about their actions. It's not like such proud uh, pedophilia. What I will say is I have seen this as a thread in several comedians literature like when you look at Louis C.K., he's joked about pedophilia and it's a lot of racism. A lot in of it fact, is he did it on, content. on Saturday Night Live, Louis C.K. did. And by yeah. the way, I'll admit, I thought it was funny. I thought his bit was yeah. quite funny on I Saturday mean, Night Live. Some comedians are like, I have to address only what is the most taboo, the most offensive, what's going to get people the most emotional, the most riled up. And that, that's what they're focused on. But this guy isn't funny. And these these are really creepy tweets, but I haven't seen any evidence that he's actually, um, you know, yeah, done anything. Now, I will always I always usually end up on the side against outrage mobs. Now, keep in mind, this is being stirred up by Cernovich and Posobiec. These are the same people who went to the Caesar play and interrupted that. Okay. They, they have adopted these outrage mob tactics in the past that I am particularly resistant to because I think this is culturally damaging, but I want to make an honest case against what they're doing but i but i also want to make an honest case for because i don't think based on the specifics of gun's case that it's insane to hold him to account so also it should be pointed out that he was employed by disney i I I do think that's a factor but also is there evidence he was working with kids other than no but guardians of the galaxy is like a there's like a kid's character in it it's not like a kid's movie but you know disney is known for its kids content i think that Fair that enough. matters I'm not like if you were working for disney you're you're writing movies you got to have a pretty squeaky clean e- image you can't be talking about diddling little kids like yeah and i'm not going to speak to obviously i haven't spoken to whether i think the decision on the part of disney was correct or not what i don't like is is people deciding i don't like this guy i'm going to form an outrage mob and go get him fired from his job i'm going to go meddle with his life because he said some words on twitter five years ago that offend me but again okay so let me before I try to go too far to one side, let me get back and center myself and try to give the case against and for as much credibility as I can. So again, just to be clear, I'm not defending or appreciating guns content. And I will say if I knew anybody in my personal life who made these kind of jokes that he's making with the frequency that he did probably wouldn't hang out. And I would probably raise my eyebrow. I'd probably have a little, a few suspicions about that. But for now, until I can see evidence that he abused someone, all I see is speech, even though it is 
speech that I don't like or you don't like or may it's offend you. It's terrible. I it's mean, speech. come on. So the, my case against here is this is simply a mirror image of leftist outrage mobs in the same way they did at the Caesar play. And it's the same people doing it. It's Cernovich and Posobiec. Um, and we, but I think is, they know that too. I, I don't think that they, they're they unaware that this is a parallel. They, they know that they're employing leftist tactics. Cernovich has talked about this all the time. They talk but, about Zelensky methods and, um, or Alinsky methods uh, and how in, they need to be employed if you want to beat the left. This is a very well thought out thing. It's not like they're like, I'm going to do this thing and they know that they're employing. But I think, uh, so it's, it would be a philosophical difference if we grant them that position that I think the more you escalate using these tactics, the more you get these tactics. And all of a sudden, the more you have a culture that is just nothing but roaming outrage mobs trying to punish everyone for things they said yesterday or five years ago. And the effect on, the effect on society then is massive, is massive uh, chilling of speech. It is not promotion of free speech. Yeah, that's speech. true, but it also feels good and righteous for people that turn this on the right to get a piece of what they deserve. And like, I can't ignore that part of me that is that finds this so satisfying. I'll get I'll get to that in a moment uh, because I can't say that that is without merit. A bottom line on the case against, I would say, if someone offends you, James Gunn offends you, just like. Um, I don't know, Stephen Crowder offended Triglypuff at University of Massachusetts two years ago, whatever that was. If someone offends you, disassociate. Don't go see his movie. Don't support him. But this precedent of meddling in other people's lives because they said words that you don't like, but it wasn't dangerous just that. precedent. He advocated for people meddling in the Laura Ingram boycott, and he advocated for Roseanne. So it's not so, like they, this was an arbitrary choice. They didn't just pick any leftist and dug up his tweets. They picked somebody that worked for Disney that had said some terrible, terrible things. Well, that's this is where I can make the case for in Gunn's specific case. I don't want to make the case for this on general terms because, again, it's a cultural standard I don't want to support. But to the extent that that Gunn went out on Twitter and said, here's the standard we should uphold as a society, say bad things, yeah. get punished, I can't deny having some level of appreciation for a guy who endorsed that standard burning by that standard. Can't deny that. Uh, yeah, it feels good. You know it feels good. Hmm. Come on, this guy deserved it, and, and I'm happy to see him go down. And this article, do you see that Luke O'Brien, the piece of shit from Huffington was, Post, docs Amy Huffington Post. Yeah, 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 is talking about this and talking about um, how the standard you know, can't be set. It's like, you know, the left definitely started this. They started this. They set the standard that they're going to go after people's past speech, that it's going to interfere in your career and your family life in your day-to-day -day business. And the fact that we're applying it to the left, I mean, if we win because of this, then it was a good decision. So that's the difference is I don't see a winning outcome because what I see here, I don't see the right doing this and then the left going, whoa, you know what? This does suck. Let's stop doing this. I don't think that's going to happen. I think instead they're going to escalate and it's going to become worse. And this outrage mob mentality, pitchfork nation nonsense is going to become worse, not better. How but could it possibly become worse? Because they'll do it in higher volume and they'll do it. They'll do it to more people. It'll become more common practice. And, and suddenly everybody's afraid to say anything publicly. It already sucks. I already have that a ton. That is exactly how it is. I think we're at like apex free speech chilling effect already i mean how right so the house is on worse? fire and we're tossing in more gasoline in the hopes of but it's already burning man it's <laughs> i guess burning. i we're guess maybe we should just clear out the lot and yeah. start over but that's always been your your perspective yeah 
Yeah. Um, so I, uh, it's, it, this is a difficult one to navigate, admittedly. Um, I, the one question I would ask in my conclusion is, is it okay if I just hate everybody? Of course. Because I actually do hate everybody in Let this Let me story. ask you this, though. Yeah. If you think that the right played nicely and allowed the left to continue doing this without employing their tactics, do you think that they would not escalate just themselves? Just I, I think that if we ignore... What I would hope is that we could create a culture where you can embolden people to ignore the mob. So where you could somehow create a culture where you can tell the boss, look, it's okay if a Twitter mob comes after you for employing this person for like two days because they're going to, one, they're wrong, and two, they're going to tire out. Yeah, but isn't that what the right is going to do by, the, by doing this? Isn't it going no, to I think, become I think they're gonna there's going to them... be such a bad chilling effect or people are going to be so tired of the outrage that it's just not going to matter anymore? We could be well, I, employable I think, one day somewhere. <laughs> Keep hoping. You don't want to be employable anyway. You want to be a professional mom. I and I can't blame you. <laughs> I'm the one who's got to do some breadwinning around here. That's true. Thanks for you. Uh, you know, if the outcome, even though it violates my principles, if the outcome was what you described, then maybe I'd reconsider. I just don't, I don't foresee that outcome happening. So I would, I would rather uphold the values of the culture we'd like to cultivate as opposed to fight fire with fire and burn everything down. Yeah, basically. but what if your cultural values are unrecognizable from the ones you formerly held dear? What if you do just need to burn it all down? Well, what's left to recognize if I compromise them in full? You know, I mean, if I if I no longer uphold them myself, what's left to recognize? Uh, yeah, but I'm saying like we talk about this. We talk about this all the time. But I do believe that it's possible for the right to employ some leftist tactics to use their evil to bring it down, then reinstitute a culture in a, a better image and a more moral image without employing those same tactics. I think that they could walk it back. What did I say to you earlier? Like, I think I could take this to like the edge, just the very edge and then pull it back before I just put the world <laughs> on fire. I think I could do that. We need blonde for, bene you know, benevolent dictator 2020. Yes. Yeah. No, I don't want to lead anybody. God. The last question I, I wanted to think about a little bit, and I don't have an answer to this. I'm not asking rhetorically. I'm asking genuinely. I saw this in a, in a comment um, on some coverage of, uh, of this story, and I thought this question was really interesting because it really captures what's at the heart of this debate. What's worse, a double standard or a bad standard applied evenly? That's an interesting question, oh, isn't it? And that's really what we're dealing with. So a double standard in that Roseanne gets fired, but everybody else who's, who has the right politics is fine. Or a bad standard whereby whatever you say on Twitter will get you fired no matter who you are. What, which one of those is worse? Oh, God. Uh, and I don't, have a, I don't have a clear answer. I just think it's an interesting thing to think about. I don't know. Probably a, a bad standard. At least somebody wins with a double standard. I suppose. But it's the left, so I don't really want to. <laughs> so it sucks. Yeah. Anyway, just uh, just some just something to think about for, for people listening. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm the... aware that my argument is mostly emotional here. It's Everybody feels good when they see somebody get what they deserve. Everybody does. Um, and I, I can't deny that that is part of my decision making. But this and is I'm, also why women shouldn't be in charge. because Well, I'm, I'm more sympathetic to that when the guy who was targeted literally said... This is the standard by which we should live. Yeah. Oh, wait, that screwed me over. Yeah. Hey, man, that's on you. No, and he has no yeah. self-awareness. At no point was he tweeting that and he was thinking, like, this standard could be applied to me and I've said all of these crazy things. Um, that just seems insane. It's like yeah. you have no self-awareness. 
anyway, um, you know, if you want to, I, I invite your emails to me. It's MatthewLChristensen at gmail.com. You can tell me how you've unsubbed because I defended a pedophile or whatever, yeah, <laughs> whatever right. it is. I, I used to like your stuff until you said pedophilia was cool or however this will be characterized. Uh, yeah, I think you yeah. qualified it enough, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I hate that you have to, and I know sometimes that annoys people, but I will say when you're talking about the topic of pedophilia, it needs to be made very clear that, uh, that you are not supporting the, the pro position. Uh, yeah, I know, but it's also calling somebody a pedophile. It comes with a lot of weight. You have to be really sure. Like this is going to, to destroy the rest of his life. And as far as we know at this point, it's just words. I'm disgusted with what he said. It wasn't yeah. funny. And again, if anyone, if we missed it, and I've spent a little bit of time trying to look at this, if I missed hard evidence, or frankly, even circumstantial evidence, but any evidence that he did in fact abuse a child, and by the way, sharing or consuming child porn would absolutely qualify as abuse of a child. If you have that, definitely send it my way, because that would absolutely yeah. change my perspective on this. Um, all right, let's do some super chats, yeah? Wow, we, we're already an hour. Yeah, well, and then we'll have to hurry with the rest of the topics because these have been such talk, good talkers that we've spent a lot of time on them. Uh, John McGee, did you see the HuffPo praising that dumb bitch Michelle Wolf's ice recruitment video? Yeah. They're really working s- hard to lose in 2018. Did I didn't you- see this. Oh, okay. So Michelle Wolf is back on Netflix, of course. You saw her abortion bit, of course. That's all I've seen of her, though. Yeah, she's back with a new bit, and it compares ice to ISIS. So the whole commercial, it's, a, it's an ICE commercial, and they're saying, ICE is securing the border. ICE is doing that. ICE is doing this. And the premise is, you know, they're all, they all, eventually they're all in masks, and they look like ISIS guys. The premise is that ICE is ISIS. <sighs> Hilarious. That's so clever. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Lopez, Subarus are lesbo cars. Even here in Brazil, it's an international thing. Uh, maybe some of the Outbacks and the wagons, but not their performance cars. Those are not for lesbians. Those are for vaping bros, which is kind of me, except for the vaping. Okay, you're just a bro. Uh, Fat yeah. Hooligan is to understand James Gunn. He did a comedy series called PG Porn. It's, uh, well, you can decide for yourself. PG Porn. What does that mean? It means. Me. I don't know. I mean, you know, again, as if what we're talking about is speech that I find distasteful, I have to defer. If what we're talking about is abuse of a person then he's in much more trouble as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Redicus says, most of the gun tweets read like dead baby jokes that seem out of place and context, but if they mm. aren't and are probably pedophilic, bullets are cheap. Um, yeah, do you remember dead baby jokes? We used to tell Yeah, of course. I used to think they're hilarious. Uh, yeah, in bad taste, but it was just yeah. the shock value. Of course, yeah. Uh, Tempest says, oh, let's actually skip Steel and Souls 15 again from Wednesday. How long are you going to keep playing this ladder game with leftists by playing the rules they're setting instead of being the parent in this relationship? No more tailgating. And to, to some degree, I agree with that, but we, we can't parent the left. Like, Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, we, we're ultimately individuals. Yeah. And I can't, I can't. I can't. I don't want the responsibility of watching over them and disciplining them. I, I don't want the responsibility of disciplining my neighbor. I want my neighbor to uphold good values, you right. know, but how do you get him to do it? Um, and I, I have a hard time doing that because I just feel increasingly like I have less and less in common with leftists and like we can barely coexist. Like we can barely cohabit. The, the well, the civil war is near here. We'll get to that at the end of the show cool. toward the end. Um, Redicus has the gulags led to two thirds of the Russian population being informant. So the mutually assured destruction only works if both sides still have morals. Hmm. Um, 
Kondrathi says a third alternative to James Gunn situation would be people learn to not post publicly things they don't want a future boss to see. And that's definitely true. But, you know, people get drunk. People are 17, like stupid stuff happens. I would rather live in a world where you can be a communist or be a Nazi. And if it doesn't affect your work performance, nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, but that, and, and that is the chilling effect I'm talking about, you know, for whether speech is garbage or genius, I would rather live in a world of more freely exchanged speech with no consequences exactly. or so minimal consequences for speech than suddenly a, a very tightly constricted Overton window of acceptable speech. And if you dare step outside of that, you're going to be unemployable. I just don't want that society. Yeah, but that is the society we live in. So, you know, oh. I would never do this. I would never sick a, you know, a, an outrage mob on You know what's going to happen when we get in position to hire an assistant, which, you know, maybe, maybe will happen someday. I'm going to do zero vetting. And well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to put on the application, like, please link me to your most offensive tweet. We're going to do our part to, to correct this problem by rewarding <laughs> obscenely offensive tweets. I think that yeah. might be a... Uh, Chicago conservative says blonde. Is that the same shirt as Wednesday? Get it together. I have washed this shirt since Wednesday (laughs) and it's also my favorite shirt. Am I not allowed to wear the same shirt on Wednesday and Sunday? That's very attentive. Whoever, whoever noticed both whoever Chicago conservative noticed. Ah. He's a nice guy. Give him a break. He likes the Vikings. So he's not a wiener. I don't know what shirt you wore on Wednesday because I'm not a gay man. (laughs) Down the wrong pipe. Keep going. Maddington, I wish Kathleen Kennedy would post some pedophilia tweets. Then maybe she could be fired from Star Wars, of course. Uh, <laughs> she's pretty... Oh, she's raped my child. I was like, ripped? She's raped my childhood by ruining Star Wars. So metaphorically, she is a pedophile. <laughs> wow. Okay. Philbert uh, 53 Rogers. Vox Day has made the point that tactics are not objectives. I can sympathize with the idea of holding the high ground, but all the moralizing doesn't matter if we're destroyed by our enemies. I do like Vox Day. Um, I just, um, I don't know. I don't know that I grant the premise that they're capable of destroying us. The I think at the end of the day, if the worst came to worse and there was, in fact, like armed conflict, I, I have a high degree of confidence. Yeah, but if they destroy the culture, turn our country into something unrecognizable that we have to raise our children in, we have to retreat to conservative enclaves. And I think they fucking won. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Christopher Baffy, thank you both for what you do. I will download and watch tomorrow. Did you guys hear about the guy that kicked out kicked out of the army for being an immigrant? Smells like fake news to me. I did not. Oh, this uh, there was there were people running this story. I've not looked at it myself in great detail, but I understand that this was actually drummed up by the media. That the idea that the army was kicking out immigrants because they were immigrants was actually a false narrative. No, fake but news. I, can't, I don't know. I can't speak it. to it in detail uh, beyond that because my memory escapes me. I heard who'd I hear talk about? It? I think Shapiro talked about it or somebody else. Um, last one for right now is from CNN. We are the most trusted name in news. Thank you, CNN. Ah. We appreciate that. Well, thanks. Okay, let's get back to. Uh, well, let's get to something that will. I don't have a good transition here. Never mind. Let's just talk about weird tranny stuff because there's always a weird tranny stuff part of the show. So. <laughs> And that's tonight. But lucky for you, there's no children involved in that. No Desmond, none of that stuff. These lucky are lucky for me. This is indeed. adult gender bending. Adult so, gender bending on this. So there's this uh, there's this clothing company called Bonobos, and I was not familiar with this company. It's a, it's some Walmart menswear company, and they ran an ad during the ESPY Awards on Wednesday night, 
And this, this ad urges that we as a society evolve the definition of masculinity um, mm, no. so that it is, I guess, broader than the traditional definition. It's sort of unclear what they mean, I guess. Uh, you want to play a drinking game or get alcohol poisoning, playing a drinking game, count the trannies or the suspected trannies in the ad. I only counted, I only counted maybe two. I don't okay. I have to watch it again. Let's, let's count them as we go. Some of them are hard to tell. Masculine. Adjective. Having qualities or appearance no. traditionally associated with men. Especially strength and aggressiveness. Some of the synonyms are macho, manly, muscular, <laughs> well-built, red-blooded, red-blooded, my goodness, strapping, Bear? strong, brawny, powerful. None of these really sound like me. <laughs> I think that definition is a little scary. It's too small for something so big. It's all about trying to get people to conform and be a certain way. I think that's what gets us in yes. trouble is when we say that there's only one way to be a man. So many individuals, yeah. they try True. and fit, and it just gets to a point that's where just it's a too much. Where they Wait, no. are doing... That has to be a man if she's in this. Well, a man yeah. identifies By as a man. By today's standards, so lesbian. Yeah, well, you're speaking as a matter of fact, not as a matter of social justice. Right? Okay. I'm harm to each other and harm to themselves. You don't have to do that. You define your own masculinity. You define who you are. For me, being masculine is being honest. This is the body that I have. This is what I know. So to me, this is what it is. For me, being masculine is being brave enough to be who I am. Being able to smile, being able to cry, being able to love and be loved. That's the man I want to be. For what sure. does it mean to me to oh, be masculine? Yeah. There was a maybe. Um, it's more a question of what does it mean to be human? Evolve the definition. Ugh, God. Okay, I wanted to I want to pay uh, replay that last quote real quick cuz that's that one sticks in my mind. Be who I am. Being able to smile, being able to cry, being able to love and be loved. That's the man I want to be. What does it mean to me to be masculine? Um, it's more a question of what does it mean to be human? Okay. What does it mean to be masculine? It's more a question of what does it mean to be human? How do you reconcile this with being a menswear company? Yeah. Like if, if there are no, okay, if masculinity doesn't have a clear definition, if, if that's all arbitrary and we should have some big broad tent, there's really no meaningful distinction here. Women can be men, men can be women, men can be feminine. Why do you reinforce those unjust categories that you're trying to fight against by making men's wear? Why not go full Trudeau and be people wear? Ugh. That's not even the question that I had about that. Okay. I guess my <laughs> question is how can you even define masculinity if, there are no concrete standards. Like that's that's what defines masculinity. You can't just change the definition of a word because it doesn't define you. That's that's not how this works. They try to do that all the time, and it's like the response is, "Okay, so you don't fit the definition of masculine. I don't care if you do or don't. Yeah, do, do it if you want to. Don't if you don't. I think that men pursuing masculine traits, masculine." I don't know, characteristics, hobbies, those sorts of things tend to make men happier. So I think you should, but if you don't want to, don't. And then masculine is not a word that applies to you, but right. who cares? Why can't you, if, if masculine doesn't define you, why can't you just come to terms with being a feminine dude? Yeah, sure. Like, oh, but I'm instead sorry. they have to, be, but instead you have to change the definition of masculinity. Yeah. No. Instead I have to be masculine and wear a pussy hat. 
Ugh. It's just like, well, I don't know. Sometimes God. you have to pick one. I have never been less aroused. This is really <laughs> All those dudes. It uh, doesn't did, define me. I don't feel that way. I don't feel it's like, okay, so what? You don't have be, to be masculine. That's fine. You'll be encouraged to know that the ad did go viral on YouTube. Six million plays in only five days, but the response has been largely negative. 16,000 upvotes, 33,000 down. So two to one down. <laughs> um, but I will say at least the comments and ratings as of this recording, or at least when I looked at it earlier, earlier today, a few hours ago, oh, comments and ratings still enabled. That's that's masculine right there. Yeah, that's, that's true. They defined masculinity that way. They stood up to the criticism. Did you see that the Trump administration responded? I sure did. So this was, uh, this was my favorite uh, headline of the week. Let me find it here. The Trump administration responded uh, via Breitbart. Oh, hold on. Well, I'm already ruining the joke because I can't find it. Here it is. The Trump administration responded, 30 seconds too late. Trump administration responded by cracking down on soy. This headline in, the, in, uh, in Breitbart, I just love this headline. Trump administration to crack down on soy. So at least somebody's getting it under control. In reality, this of course has nothing to do with the Bonobos ad, but I guess the deal here is that the FDA commissioner and the Trump administration generally sees a problem with Milk prices declining. I guess this is a problem for dairy farmers. There's oversupply. Milk prices are in free fall. Meanwhile, everybody's buying up the almond milk and the soy milk and all the milk alternatives. And apparently they're considering regulating use of the term milk for alternative milk products. So if you want well, to buy your soy really milk, milk. I mean, come on. you have to buy your, your soy milk-like beverage or whatever. Ugh. So it looks like... um. Looks like soy milk's gonna have to evolve the definition too. You know, what does it mean to be milk? It's whatever you want. That's current year, current yeah. year. Ugh. Okay, you want to, uh, you want to just, we could probably, I don't know, maybe get through the rest of these topics before we return to super chat and sure and close out. Uh, we got a little bit to go here. So next up, the actual pro-Trump hate crime of the week, at least I think, and then we'll get into yeah. these leftist attacks and Papa John's. Yeah. Okay, so you're still skeptical. Let me find the article. Hail here. Trump! I just. <laughs> so I, of course, we've been doing the 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 nothing to do. I, f- I forget our own intro. Whatever. It's the <laughs> it's the hoax hate crime of the of the week. Nobody saw it happen, but uh, but we know for sure it's the it's you know Trump's bidding. Whatever the stupid intro is, and we make we laugh at this every week. And every week I say. Show me one example of a legitimate confirmed hate crime where it said like. Welcome to Trump's America, hail Trump in this case, or praise Trump for a hate crime. It seems like that never happens. This is a case where, at least if the police are to be believed, it actually did happen. And I feel obligated to report on it so that we can maintain some semblance of credibility as the professional journalists that we are here on this stream. Okay, so this is out of Toledo, Ohio. This, uh, this real estate agent we'll hear from in a moment, she streams to Facebook live video and she's showing this graffiti that you see on your screen here at this home that she's selling. The graffiti says, N words keep out and hail Trump. And this, this allegedly, or this I guess did happen uh, last Saturday. Uh, on Monday, a suspect was revealed. This is Patricia 
Edelin, a white woman who lives across the street. She has been charged with criminal damaging of property to create substantial risk of physical harm and ethnic intimidation. I haven't looked up what that means. Ethnic statutory. intimidation is a crime? Is that I think it's just a hate crime add-on to what she did is how I read it, but I, I'm not confirmed uh, with Ohio state this law. This story stinks. I don't know. So this, this is the neighbor who has been arrested under this charge. And... Uh, let's, let's take a look at the uh, the video, the stream from the actual scene, this real estate agent. Here's what she had to say. I'm out here on uh, Ogden. Um, what a shame. Someone vandalized a listing. I have listed. We're waiting on the police. Uh, they know who did it. But I want to share this with you. This is what is happening here in Toledo. And, um, it's really, 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 really a shame. This is it. Now. As we've said earlier, hard R, real racist use the hard R. Yeah. No. But it's always spray paint. It's never true vandalism. Like there doesn't look like there's any kind of property crime. This would be really easy to cover back up. On Facebook, they did show them what looked like using a, a power hose to just wash it off. And it looked like it was coming off yeah. pretty easily. Keep your eye on the door here because I was unable to tell. Let me see if I can find a freeze frame. And it's so sad. This is so sad. This is this. Okay, this is what I was confused about. Is that a screwed up swastika? Like somebody tried but screwed yes. it up? Yes, it is. Okay. Okay, so, come on. This has all the tells. I don't care if somebody was arrested. Let's see how this plays out. I'm calling it now. Okay, so you're still on board that this is also a hoax? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know what else that is because this was not described as a swastika in the story. That's because that's such an oops swastika that doesn't even pass. <laughs> they drew an S and, like, and then like a, I, it's like they screwed up multiple times and they did everything but like cross it out to be like, just kidding or Whoops. something. Yeah. So unless I'm mistaken, that's a screwed up swastika. And then on the left side is what really got your eyebrow raising earlier, <clears throat> which is hail Trump. Uh, this is bullshit. I don't care if somebody's right. No. All right. Well, you we check have back. reviewed so many hoax hate crimes, and they always look just like this. It's, it's just always there's never there's hate, never an arrest. Bad swastika. Yeah, just because there was an arrest, I'm gonna need some more proof. Why did they arrest her? Maybe they just wanted to cover their asses and look like they were doing something. See, that's what I was hoping. I was hoping there was some kind of security footage or something conclusive that I could see for sure. But I didn't they spell that incorrectly? No, I looked at uh, it's uh, it's not Heil, it's Hale. Oh, but if they were going to be like good Nazis. Good Nazis, sure. Well, they're not the good Nazis because the they didn't yeah. get the swastika right. Well, I mean, at some level, I have to defer to police investigation. I, I have, I, I'm going to have to assume that they know something I don't and they had probable cause to arrest this lady and charge her. Yeah, but police are often incompetent. And if the realtor did this, they wouldn't want to arrest her. But so they're just going to arrest some other lady on trumped up charges? Yeah, they do stuff like that all the time. All right. Well, remember to, ch like, let's give this some time because presumably there will be some judgment of guilt on this lady. So we yeah. should check back. So they'll if probably she let her go and nothing's going to happen to her. And they'll be like, uh, we just didn't have enough evidence and we'll never really know. And the story. If she's found up. guilty in a court of law, would that be enough for you? What's the evidence? <laughs> I don't. Well, let's just take the verdict. It, it like would just she was 
you know, she had a paint can or she was on some security video. Also, didn't know black people even live here. That was the other thing that was sort of confusing to me is I don't know for sure. As far as I gather, the only bit about black people being a part of this story is that it was a black real estate agent selling the house. A black family doesn't live there, and I don't think a black family was buying it. At least that wasn't mentioned. Not so much of just, an incentive. And why would you attack a house one listing of presumably many listings of a black realtor? Because it was the neighbor, I guess. The neighbor was arrested. But Seriously? the neighbor, the person who was arrested, or at least whoever did the graffiti, also did some damage to the lady's real estate for sale sign with her picture on it. Like there, her picture is on the sign. There is a black lady pictured on the sign. So if you were a real racist who was going to do this, I guess that would tip you off. But it was hard for me to believe that even the most hardened of racists, even the most hard R racist, sees just a, a for sale sign with a black lady's picture on it and resorts to this. I admit that it's... It would be more believable to me if it was a neighbor... And there was a black family living there. Mm. If there was a racist neighbor, but but a realtor, I mean, that's just not enough of a an it, affiliation with it, the home. It is weird. There are oddities to this story. I have a hard time saying, oh yeah, like you know, the, the, this is a this is a this is a obvious case of a, of a real hate crime. And another thing, people never reveal defining characteristics like their political orientation when they're committing a property crime. It is weird. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. It's like, this is, it's this like, is a calling like four or five or of every hoax hate, every verified hoax hate we've seen. But for the arrest. The, but, but for the arrest, remember, but there's still no evidence. Well, and remember the time that the, where they had that ridiculous uh, like ransom note on that church in Virginia that was like, the day of the noose is coming, and but they arrested that. And it turned out to be that, some crazy white person, didn't And he it? had like the weird eyes going the opposite yeah. direction. It looked like he was disabled or something. That was the only hoax hate that turned out to be true. Well, it was the same situation. He was charged, but I don't know if he was ever convicted. And as far as I know, there was no evidence that we could look at. It was just the police conclusion. But I haven't circled back to that story in some time. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people in the live chat are saying that that maybe she just wanted to get her listing, the publicity for the listing. But no people are going to want to buy that house it's not good publicity i don't know why she would that, do that and i just i can't it's hard for me to get so tinfoily that the police would make an arrest just for this big virtue signal i can't there's got to be some evidence yeah. that places her there doing it i hope so unless maybe the neighbor was hired by the lady and paid off to confess to doing it all for the virtue signal stunt maybe <laughs> yeah maybe we're we going that far i'm like the rich Did, wasn't that one of the, the last last hoax hate that we talked about like the daughter posted that on facebook yeah we yeah. gonna be rich yeah the, and i haven't go seen it go fund me for this so okay, this to the okay. credibility of this i have not there might be i'm not saying there isn't i'm just saying i haven't seen one somebody so else would... just said but they'll look at her other properties yeah maybe <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We're so uh, cynical. Like it's we'll have to check back on this case because we could waste more time talking about it. But I just, you know, try to be honest about the ones that look, have any semblance of or, or any appearance of legitimacy because we talk about the fake ones so frequently. I'm still real skeptical, though. It, if it weren't for the arrest, this would be regular hoax hate of the yeah. week. Yeah. OK, let's get to these uh, these leftist attacks because these are hilarious as always so so real quick before we get into this maga hat theft in your neck of the woods lauren southern is touring australia she hasn't been banned from australia yet Did you they see some of the coverage <laughs> i guess she got banned they got banned from new zealand right or something like that 
And then if you look at some of the Australian news coverage, there was one I saw that was like, you know, right wing Lauren Southern comes to Australia. And then the sub headline was like, admits to being racist and sexist. Did you see that she touched down wearing an it's okay to be white shirt? Yeah, good for her. I mean, some of it is trollery and some of it's sincere and, so, you know, whatever. Good she's for really her. She's really coming into her own as like master shit lord. I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. I mean, then she's drawing a big crowd. The, the, so this, uh, w- there was chaos or mild chaos that happened at her, her Melbourne. Uh, sorry, I always say it wrong. They get pissed off at me. Melbourne. 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 <laughs> you Aussies. They went to Melbourne uh, on Friday night. And it's actually, it's, it was so threatened and protested, or at least it was believed to be protested or the protest was foreseen so much that they kept the venue secret. So they told all the attendees, the ticket holders show up at this train station, then we'll bus you to the secret event. Still a hundred some protesters showed up. I think some of them were actually ticketed and that's how they got into the venue itself. A lot of these, so they gave them money to sounds like that's the case. I, I don't have that confirmed, but the security bill for this event was massive. The security Total cost it was reported to be $230,000 Australian. And event organizers, including Lauren Southern, were charged $67,000 for security for the event. Now, here's some scenes of what actually happened here. They had to forcibly remove some of these protesters. And again, pay attention to the last one who is just, it's like she's in need of an exorcism or something. Like a demonic being has possessed her to profess her love for <laughs> refugees and Muslims. Like, what do you... Even if that's your stance, even if it's like, yeah, I would like to accept refugees into this country and I think the Islamic faith is a religion of peace, to be so fervent in that belief that you would go to the lengths yeah. that she has and scream it, it's just weird. It's just bizarre. Let's check this out. So people getting kicked out. This one. She needs to be put down. She's yeah, rabid. It, she's, yeah, exactly. It's like she has a disease. Can I get a freeze frame here of just this, like, pointing at the camera? Wig? It's hard to tell. I, I don't know. But this this rabid face, like you described, it's just... We believe you that you love Muslims and refugees. That's fine. Nobody's doubting it. it what, a, what a bizarre spectacle. I know. That's just insane. I, I must have watched it five times yesterday. Yeah. Like, I such a weird this. scene. It's just so embarrassing, too. It's like you appear deranged. Yeah. That was the hardest virtue signaling I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Like she was going to pass out from her own virtue signaling. Imagine when she gets home to her crappy apartment with her five roommates and she's lost her voice. And it's like, where were you? At some concert or something? No, I was virtue signaling at a political talk. And my voice is hoarse from screaming about how much I love refugees. Oh God. Okay. Just, you know, I kind of feel sorry for her. Hopefully she is in fact diseased. That would be the best explanation for what I've just witnessed. But Hey, speaking of diseased, you have some diseased streets in your immediate vicinity. I do. Because every time I see a clip from Seattle, 
I start to understand your perspective a little bit more. It's very easy for me to have a balanced, forgiving perspective when I go outside and all of my neighbors are, you know, normal, well-to-do contributors to society who generally have the same values that I do and generally keep our neighborhood clean and are good people I'm happy to get along with. I should point out, though, an end is in sight because an offer on a house in Boise got accepted yesterday. So we're moving, like, immediately. Yeah, I I didn't want to... I didn't want to reveal that, but yeah, because people are always like, you complain about Seattle all the time. When are you leaving? It's like these things take time. But now I actually have like, like I'll be out by the end of the summer. So yeah. So congrats. I I probably will see this guy around. (laughs) Well, didn't you say you used to live like immediately? I used to live. You know, this neighborhood specifically. I know this neighborhood. As soon as I saw some of these restaurants, I was like, that's my old neighborhood. It could have been you. Could have been me, except I I would never walk around with that hat. Yeah, it's too risky. I would have like a hat and sunglasses and like a hoodie. So, so you're kind of like, um, oh, what's her face? Um, who is the God? Who's the? I can't remember movie references. This is terrible. (laughs) It's the end of the show. So, who's the Herbie actress who did all the drugs and you know, Lindsay Lohan ruined her life? Yeah, you're like Lindsay Lohan walking around uh, Hollywood. You know, you don't want to be recognized. Yeah, totally. I'm I'm like Lindsay Lohan. That's it. I do kind of wear a disguise around here. Yeah, exactly. So there was a MAGA hat theft uh, on these on these streets uh, near you, and this is this happened to seventeen year old Ashton Hess. He was waiting for a ride after getting coffee with his parents, um, and this character Ethan Jackson. We'll take a look at pictures of Ethan Jackson, who is some kind of green haired, non binary man, steals steals Ashton's hat and spits on it. Now, in an interview with the Daily Wire after, Hess's parents expressed, uh, so Ashton's parents expressed their anger about the incident, saying, quote, uh, I was angry about this guy uh, and that he thought that he had the right to attack our son because he disagreed with the text on his hat. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. If you disagree with that opinion, you are not free to be aggressive. Uh, Hess, uh, Ashton Hess's parents praised their son for handling the situation with class. So this is the scene real quick from the Seattle streets. Come on. Do you see what it says? Come on. Yes, I know what it says. Don't take my hat. That's my property, dude. Come on. Get the fuck out of this city. You're not welcome here. That's really, that's really necessary. I didn't do anything to you. Really. Some purple hair. Nice. Dyke guy. Nice one. Real mature. Real classy, bud. I have my hat back. Spit all over it. Oh, that's disgusting. You can wash it. That's disgusting. Wow. Okay. Now, I had to get a closer look at who did this. And luckily, the person who did this, this Ethan Jackson... Can we link his Twitter below? Because his Twitter is so awful. It made me rage when I was reading it today. Yeah, I will. uh, I will link the story that uh, that has his tweets in it. And that's how I found his Twitter account. And I went straight to the media portion of his Twitter account because I thought I want to see some pictures of this guy. I want to see some more. This is what we're dealing with. This Ethan Jackson, green haired, non-binary person on the streets of Seattle. I love this picture with. I guess her girlfriend or spouse or whatever with the Jinko jeans from the nineties. And are they, is, is she on a chain to his, what, what is even going on here? What is this picture? What am I looking at? You're the Seattle expert. I, I don't, I never know what I'm looking at. I just walk around and I'm like, is this 
reality or have I accidentally ingested some hallucinogens? <laughs> so, uh, again, the reason we know that this is that, that person is because this Ethan person went straight to Twitter to reveal himself, herself, or brag about what had just happened. So Ethan starts out on tweet uh, or on Twitter tweeting, I just ripped a MAGA hat off some white kid. <laughs> <laughs> says your white bro. fellow white kid yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan I just ripped a manga hat off some white kid and spat all over it and threw it in traffic and the whole time his mom and him were just yelling oh my god that took that guy took my hat uh, and started to tear up if you don't remove manga hats on site you're pretty much complicit so he's saying if you don't if you live in Seattle you don't tear off people's manga hats then you are a problem not not people who steal other people's property are a problem. Yeah. If you don't, if you refrain from what is this assault and theft, frankly. And then he went on this tweet tirade. The real threat of white nationalism in our country, rich white 17-year-olds with MAGA hats. How do you know he's rich? You don't know anything don't about know him. don't know anything about him. Yeah. Uh, MAGA hats stand for a, a D-platform, and I love this part, and presidents who deport children and families wants death and violent conversion for trans people. Okay. Okay, this is... I'm not going to advocate violence against the <laughs> left, but, like, this is an instance where if this Ashton kid just happened to use his red-blooded American male muscles to kick the shit out of this non-binary soy-drinking faggot... Oh, yeah, if he steals your property and, just, and you kick his on, ass, I don't have a problem on. with that at all. Yeah, like, oh, get out of this city. You're not welcome here. It's like sometimes a well-placed ass-kicking yeah. is going to do wonders. I don't I don't know what the law would say on this, but to the extent that, that this Ethan fellow stole his property and spit on it, I don't have a problem with uh, a fight ensuing just as a... a you I'm know, telling you, if something like this happened to me in Seattle, like I, I carry mace in me, I would mace that person in their open mouth and yeah. and feel absolutely no guilt or remorse. And the police would probably be like, fine. They have bigger fish to fry around here. Yeah. So the president wants death and violent conversion for trans people, says Ethan. Actively <laughs> opposes the LGBTQ community. I don't know how that's true, but yeah. okay. Oppresses marginalized people and serves as a modern platform for hate. It's a, the message is purely hate. This is interesting. This is this is some hardcore perspective. You 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 know to the point on wondering whether you can defeat the these people by adhering to superior values and morals. Fighting hate with love doesn't work when the hate is deeply ingrained generationally from racist roots that starts in the church, and uh, and white power movements. Okay. Don't you think that a a large and I'm not going to say a majority. I think this is still a minority view, but I think a sizable percentage of the left truly believe that people on the right are evil racist and that they want them dead yeah that they're a threat yeah like just their existence is a threat think, when you think like that then then the escalation to violence is going to happen like like if if you did this to to another kind of man you know you, you you're gonna get your face beat it and he has yeah. to realize that but he lives in this enclave in seattle where it's just it's just soy boy so it doesn't really matter but yeah. one time he's gonna come across some like idaho kind of guy and and you're not going to be in Seattle anymore, Dorothy. And let's let's remember too. He did this to a 17 year old. I'm not saying that a 17 year old is not a quasi adult, but it is a kid. You know, yeah. it's, it's, this is an adult attacking a kid. Now I get it. The kid didn't have like physical damage to him, but his property was damaged. This in any other context, 
when would we say it's cool for an adult to assault or harass a child or a juvenile or a, a, a minor? Yeah, look at on the how street. hard everybody came down on Laura Ingram just for kind of laughing at David Hogg, the world's biggest douche, not getting into college. <laughs> and it's okay for you to say that now because he's 18. Yes, it is. Okay, so the last thing Ethan says, which by the way, his Twitter name is Sweethan. Oh, it's a combination of sweet and Ethan. Yeah. I hate this place. Ooh, uh, uh, listen to this. A piece of clothing can be inherently violent in all caps. A hat with a message that spreads intolerance for many marginalized groups is violent. As a trans person, I know that trans people are murdered. M-I-R-D-E-R-E-D. Murdered with an I. At an exponential rate? What? A citation needed on that. Not just a disproportionately high rate, but an exponential rate. So we're talking about just a massive upward curve of of trans murders every year. I don't believe that. You know that, who's but responsible okay. for this? The media for making these people think that their lives are in danger with sure. their fake news, their constant stream of fake news. This is no interesting. No tranny is getting beat up in Seattle. Not a one. We, ha- we trannies have a, he doesn't say that, that's me editorializing, but we trannies have a life expectancy of 45. When I see that hat, I'm threatened. Well, why do they have a life expectancy of 45? Because of that's suicide, the question. I guarantee it. That's the question. It's not murder. Murder is not the leading cause of that. I bet if I dug into this data, especially low, I am so confident it would be suicide. And their, their claim would be it's suicide because society is mean to them, oh. which I don't buy either. I'm sorry that that you have to conform loosely to some normal levels of gender standards and you don't in Seattle. I mean, there are no rules here. It's, it's disheartening to see this sort of conflation with words and violence. A piece of clothing can be inherently violent. Like even, even if someone was wearing a shirt that said, fuck you, Matt Christensen specifically, that's not violence. No. Or like even a shirt that said, I wish Matt would die. It would That's have to say violence. Kill Matt Christensen. Here's his address. Yes. Meet me at 6 p.m. at the gas station near his house and <laughs> oh we'll God. do it. Okay. Then I'll then I'll grant you some overlap between words and violence, but that's the problem. This is why Sweethen sees this as justified, is because in Sweethen's eyes, words on a hat and violence are interchangeable things. So yeah. Sweethen just met violence with violence. It's interesting that you had said, Well, I'd be okay with um with Ashton, this guy kicking his ass. And I would too, because I see Sweethen as the initiator of violence. Granted, it's a very mild form of violence, but you violently stole someone's property off their person. And therefore, violence is a justifiable reaction to you. Now, he sees it the other way. The hat is itself violence. Therefore, my violent reaction is justified, which is insanity. I I would like to think that this is... uh not your standard man in Seattle, but I see some variation of this guy. It's like half the population here. God, it's disheartening. It's crazy. Yeah. And then the, the remainder are like the remainder are like, I don't know, hmm. tech people. Well, you got any more on Sweethin? That's all I have to say. I mean, the episode has been soul crushing, which must, must mean that we're about to wind it down, right? <laughs> we're, we're getting there. We're very close. I only have a couple more things. Remember that, uh, we didn't actually discuss this, but I know that the story was making the rounds. There was a teenager in San Antonio. His name was Hunter Richard, and he was at a, a Whataburger. And oh, this yeah. guy, similar situation. This dude just walks up, rips his MAGA hat off, and throws a soda in his face, and basically yeah, says, like, Yeah, you know the you. narrative around that. I actually had somebody approach me, and they're like, did you hear about that guy in Whataburger who was 
flinging all the or hurling all these racial slurs and got his ass kicked and then that guy got fired and charged with assault i was like yeah that's the story you heard about that yes because there were false media reports saying that, that these two said something racist yeah. that they were sitting at the table like making racial comments or whatever but those report that that witness yeah. was never corroborated such that the outlets reporting it they retracted their, it. they yeah. retracted their their coverage and said previous previous versions of this story had witness um, quotes that could not be substantiated. So yeah. we removed them. So this, this guy who, well, let, let's first watch the footage. Cause this footage is, I mean, probably worse than, than what happened um, with uh, Ashton in Seattle. This is what happened a couple of weeks ago, July 4th in San Antonio. Supporting the president. You ain't supporting shit, nigga. Those kids really. Okay. And again, all right, have fun with it. Again, that's an example of an adult attacking a minor. The, yeah. Again, that happened. Well, I assume it says teen, so maybe he's 18. That kid know, looks like he's 15. Come on. This kid next to him does look younger than 18, if I was going to guess. I can't tell that. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, the guy who did the attacking, as you mentioned, he worked at a bar. His name was. Uh, Oh, what the hell is his name? I don't have it here. But he worked at a bar and he was fired from it. Not only that, but he was arrested and charged for, for theft and I forget what else. But, you know, good. You can't just walk up to somebody and assault them and steal their property because you disagree with the messaging. Good. But the story gets better because uh, that footage got to Donald Trump Jr. and to the president himself. He actually got a signed one. As of Wednesday, I think, from the president, a signed MAGA hat. So that's very cool for this this Hunter fellow. I would hope he puts it somewhere secure because uh, that's going to be worth some money. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's cool to see and it's cool to see uh, an ending like that, at least some sort of resolution. And I like that, you know, Donald Trump Jr. and the president himself are in tune with this sort of cultural battle stuff and this sort of. I don't know. I mean, I, I just like that they are paying attention to this sort of thing and are reaching out to people who are experiencing it. Well, they know that we're going to get flack for supporting him. So he wants to support us. And I appreciate that. That people notice. Yeah. Okay. Last thing I have. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Do you, uh, okay. So did you pay attention to this Papa John story? Only in so far as I had to for the show. Oh, okay. So I always, as far as cheap pizza goes, I've always kind of, enjoyed Papa John's. I would rank it pretty high among the like Domino's Pizza Hut, Papa John's, Little Caesars, those kind of pizza places like fast food pizza. Anyway, I guess that's irrelevant to the story. (laughs) It's just another company that I'm going to have a hard time supporting because of this bullshit. So you'll recall like two months ago, Papa John's founder and CEO, former CEO guy, I'm just going to call him Papa John. I forget what his last name is, like John Schnatter or some crabby name like that. (laughs) Anyway, Papa John was ousted from his leadership in the company for using the N-word during a conference call. It's about two months ago. And then he was like, Colonel Sanders did it. (laughs) Did he actually say that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's 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 awesome. If he did. Well, his his fight is going to continue. He has more to say. Uh, This uh, so Papa John's actually comes out. during the week this week, I think this is Wednesday, and they say recent events have compelled us to take a deep look at ourselves and ensure our culture is diverse, inclusive, and equitable no! for all. Outside experts have been hired to highlight areas that need to be addressed. We're open and listening to how we can do better. And you know, media coverage confirms 
Papa John's hires DC firm for diversity and inclusion audit of company, says Olivia Kirtley, the lead independent director of the board in a release. We're focused on creating the right future for Papa John's. The special committee of the board is committed to this through audit and investigation and to t- taking deliberate actions to rebuild trust at Papa John's and to ensure that the company is driven by the values of diversity, equity, inclusion, and respect. Now, I mentioned you know that, that Papa yeah. Papa John's fight is not over. John Schnatter said in a, in a letter to directors, it was a mistake for him to resign from the chairmanship of the company he created, the Wall Street, uh, as the Wall Street Journal reported. Tuesday afternoon, he hired a well-known L.A. attorney in an apparent pledge to fight the board from ousting him from the empire I he built. I do want to correct you because people in the live chat are going ape shit. He didn't ah. call somebody the N-word. He just said it conversationally. And I think yeah, I think I said difference. use the N-word. Oh, I, don't I, think, I thought you said called somebody. I don't think I did. Like, but yeah, fake news, but yeah. No, I, if I said called somebody the N-word. I don't know. No, I don't remember you not, saying that. But. That's not correct. He used the N-word. I actually don't know what the exact quote is. Neither but, do I. But, but yes. I don't know if they released that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's a tape somewhere. Who knows? Anyway, he used the N-word in some capacity. And the point is, because Papa John said a word, we now have to do this company-wide audit. The, the entire company is going to be examined by some outside firm to figure out, are people valuing equity and inclusion enough when they're making this shitty you know, $10 pizza for somebody who's probably drunk or high or whatever? Oh, I'm the fake news. Oh, People are saying he was in a consultation conference on the subject of the NFL. He said Colonel Sanders called people the N-word, and he suffered oh, no ah, that's, that's We've already okay. screwed this story. It's the end of the show, guys. You're, yeah. Point is, they're going the Starbucks route. You're going to spend all this money hiring these, these outside firms to tell you to do all these things, which, by the way, are not going to return profit to investors. Investors are going to be pissed. If you own stock in Starbucks, again, I am not qualified to give you financial advice but i would say sell that yesterday sell your papa john stock yesterday yeah guaranteed this the, the value of the company will sink yeah. pizza sales will sink guaranteed as soon as companies do this crap where it's like hi welcome to papa john's what kind of pizza would you like and we'll be sure to make it as not racist as possible isn't that, pa- that how chuck johnson got rich who's that um I actually don't even he and he was an early Bitcoin investor. He's a political commentator. I haven't followed him in a little bit, but I know that he got a lot of money. He's like a big red beard. He's been on Molyneux. You probably would recognize mm. him. Score glass. Yeah, maybe. Um he got rich by shorting companies that had diversity initiatives, I believe. Okay. Which, which does mean the company's tanking. Yeah. Social justice kills everything. Yeah. Starbucks? I don't, I'm not saying these companies will die outright, but I'm saying your, your, your stock or whatever investment you might have in these companies will not increase in value as a result of this stuff. I will avoid Papa John's from now on. I, I already was avoiding Starbucks. I'm not the only one because I want people who just care about making me pizza or coffee, not some diversity social agenda or some such nonsense that has nothing to do with yeah. the product being exchanged. So... Be interesting to see how this works out. Unless Papa John gets back into power and says, listen here, you bunch of N-words. We're going to make the finest pizza the world has ever seen at the best price. But just for once, I'd like somebody to be like, I'm not stepping down from shit. Like, you're going to have to oust me from the company. It's going to be a big thing. Or the idea that the the board of directors, okay, if you want to oust the guy for using the N-word, whatever, it's your stupid company. But (laughs) I disagree with it, to be clear. 
but to infer that it means that because Papa John said the N-word once, you have a company-wide problem with your attitude about diversity and equity. What yeah. the hell are you talking about? You're sinking. Company is comprised but with thousands of individuals. You can't possibly tell me that. Think of how this money could be spent. It could be spent on developing new creative pizza recipes. It could be spent on advertising. It could be spent on thinking of ways to outcompete Pizza Hut and Domino's, which by the way, look at the, look at Domino's and the rest of them doing creative things like filling potholes and creative marketing that yeah. makes me think next time I want cheap pizza, well, am I going to go to the people filling the potholes or am I going to go to the people who are going to give me a diversity lecture when yeah. I get there? Am I going to go to Dutch Brothers where everybody's young and hot and ask you about your day? Or am I going to go to Starbucks where they're super interesting, interested in diversity? Yeah. I actually anyway. hate Dutch Brothers. But. Oh, one thing I was going to say to close this story. Hotep Jesus, if you're listening, which of course you're not, but if anyone can get in touch with Hotep Jesus, which I could try to, please go get a reparations pizza. Reparations go, pizza. That's go to favorite. Papa John's, get a reparations pizza. If he can pull that off, he was already a really legend for the Starbucks move, but yeah. this would be a brilliant sequel if he was able to pull it off. Let's do these super chats and get out go of here. It. Go for it. Um, Big LC, I accidentally skipped your Sorry about that. The worst part of Lauren Southern's Melbourne visit was the police billing her 68 grand to keep the Antifa under control. Oi, cunt. Paid the license fee for your free speech. Oh, I thought what that was that? agreed to. Was that just thrown at her after? Or was that agreed to prior? No, it was, it was thrown at her after. Oh, that sucks. I, I was so under like, the we impression. We had to defend you, so here's this. Here's this oh, I was under the impression they agreed. That was something they agreed to. No, prior. no, they would never would have agreed to that. That is a crippling amount of money. Uh, Josh Hahn says on bad standard versus double standard. Abe Lincoln said the best way to get a law repealed is to strictly enforce it. Same hmm. thing with a bad cultural standard. Enforce leftist standard. It will change. That's interesting. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I I, I don't want to like it. You know. Yeah. I mean, viscerally, I I do. I this is uh, this is an issue where I I can see multiple angles to approach it. Uh, I just I just don't want to be a hypocrite myself. You know, I want to participate in or embody the values I'm trying to uphold. I just hate so I, I hate sinking yeah. to that level. No, I mean, I totally agree, but but I'm starting to get panicked that we'll lose the culture, in in which case I'm like an animal backed against a wall, and I'm just willing to, you know, hmm. use any tactic available. Uh, that's how the left is, though. Uh, Steel and Souls, adjectives are naturally exclusive because they are descriptors. Beware of bonobos because they have the money and connections. They're culturally dangerous. Is that how you say it? Bonobos? I should, I don't, I have what no what did you say? I said bonobos, but bonobos sounds better. Huh. Well, you Let's go with bonobos. That. I'm gonna go with bonobos. I like that. Um, is that a type of monkey? Yeah, yeah, isn't it? That sounds right. We Google that. I, well, I'm doing. Yeah. A liberative. Uh, the unspoken irony of a company named after monkeys. Ah. Ah. Trying timely. to SJW the definition of masculine. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, it is. It is a type of monkey, as uh, it's he like says. Like a little so monkey, right? There's got to be. Okay, so here you won't hear this, but I'll get the definitive answer from. How to pronounce Bonobo on YouTube. Let's see what it says. Oh, come on. Bonobo. Oh, this says Bonobo. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I am sorry. But there's 11 down votes and only 31 up, so maybe people disagree. Keep going. I'm going to look. Midwest uh, Madge. Uh, no note. Thank you. Notes behind the bar. No kid tranny stuff making blonde cringe this week. So I'll tell you how my ex's feminazi friend told us to, for God's sake, let our son choose his own gender. <laughs> what? Because feminists know parenting. I guess I'm glad to hear that that is your ex-friend. What a disaster. It's okay. Wow. In 10 years, you guys can laugh about the state of her life. It's going to be a disaster. 
Bonobo, uh, it sounds like. Okay, and I'm going to consult Google here. Benjamin Abrams, almost every one of those men oh, was on. obviously gay. Many with gay pedo face. <laughs> Blonde, load up that trebuchet before you, before you get pregnant. Man, have you finally gotten your carry piece? Hashtag repeal the 19. Oh yeah, I've had I've had my carry piece for months since March. It's a um, it's a it's a nine millimeter nineteen eleven model from Springfield, uh, four inch barrel model, and I quite like it a lot. Uh, anyway, hold on. Bonobo. It, Google says bonobo as well, so apparently I was right the first time. All right, I'm sorry. I apologize. Hmm. Uh, Redick has said masculinity is a role, not a sex, and they got the most soy boy men they could find to paint the societal role of men as the douchebag from every eighties movie, product of single mothers <laughs> and divorce. Yeah. I agree. Seagram's gin, soy juice, almond juice, no titties, no milk. <laughs> I think that's fair. I guess they would more appropriately be called juice, right? Uh, dangerous spaces. I have a good Subaru ad. Subaru, the lesbian's choice to drive off a cliff. <laughs> and words are used to describe things. If the word doesn't fit a use, a different word won't change the definition. Idiots. They didn't drive. You are fake they, news. they did not Very drive fake. a Subaru off that cliff. I think no, they were driving some suburban or something. It yeah. was a suburban. You're right. Um, yeah. I, I dispute that, but fine. If it's going to be okay, the the stereotype is Outback specifically, not Subarus generally. Really, because I I've associated Subarus with clogs and yeah, but most of the time that's what you're seeing is like an Outback uh, is an Outback wagon, right? I don't know. I guess uh, Nancy Muncy says the real estate agent did it. I hear you, Nancy. I hear you. I'm listening. I I am eager to see what happens. I I just don't know. But God, what an Who interesting flings story. Pud says. What was was that possessed lady American? She didn't sound Aussie. I assume yeah. she was Aussie, but was she American? Well, the, uh, there wasn't an Aussie accent. Clearly, an American accent is what that was, or maybe Canadian, I guess. But Dangerous Spaces says to give you context, it's the five-year anniversary of some controversial immigration laws being introduced here in Australia. I'm guessing that's why the woman was ranting uh, about refugees. She definitely seems less insane now. That's for sure. Oh, okay, because that was my question too. Like, is Lauren even talking about refugees? I assume. But I thought, I guess I assumed that she was going to talk mostly about like her farmland stuff. On They're tour, still maybe... butthurt about the uh, the migrant boats. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Redica says tactical nukes are human right. Also, what happened to shame? Go old school and treat this tranny to a beating for dishonoring you. What about that? What about defending your honor? I'm with you, Redicus. Mafia Guido, we need to call upon Keck to use his divine powers to pull the demon out of that thing in the, in the yeah. end of Lauren Southern's video. Or maybe the evil... Um, Come from the knockoff party city wig she had on. Yeah, really. Maddington, I advise all the same people on the left, please walk away from the Democratic Party. And if you live in San Francisco, please watch your step when you're walking away because there's poo and needles everywhere. Correct. I wonder right. if it's better or worse than Seattle. They did that audit of San know. Francisco. They said they, they only have 7,500 homeless people. So They said they did... They said they did a 153 block survey and they found 300 piles of crap. Do you think it's so that's basically th two to a uh, block on average. Do you think it's worse than that in Seattle or better? I don't know. I mean, like last week I was walking underneath the highway with my dog and I saw like a like a, a human poo that was like at butt height stuck on the wall, like dripping <laughs> down the wall. It was like it was obvious based on the height that it had to be a human poo. Like, did somebody just lean against the wall and take a shit? Is that what happened like five minutes ago before I got here? Yes, that's the answer to that. And next to it was a needle. Redicus says, what will happen when this tranny meets a true skinhead, a quick hole in the ground? Yeah, what are these people going to do when they, they pick a fight that they can't win? I don't know. Boy, I, don't, I don't know. I just, I want, uh, 
you know that you know that gif file it's like the guy pulling out the lawn chair it's like just gonna be good that's what i hope i'm doing with, yeah really with hopefully i'll be down. out of here by then i just yeah i mean i'd watch um and man if somebody started this with my husband ooh, hmm. i kind of want to see it bo Cosi says i must be all kinds of phobes according to the left even though i'm a 32 year old gay man that's conservative which by the way my dad happens to be from bangladesh irl but it doesn't matter because i voted trump aren't you something internalized bigotry that's yeah. that's the answer yeah really i'm and glad ben that we've Shapiro's indoctrinated you yeah really screwed but crypto yeah. welcome to boise blonde thank you so much and travis if i trying to save money but your topics and insight always make me want to throw in my two cents or should i say ten dollars justify justifying attacking someone because of what they're wearing sounds like rapist logic to me. wow that's, that's, i hadn't thought of that but yeah fair point and, th- and travis has been you know supporting the show a bunch yeah. and sending us artwork and stuff thank you travis we appreciate it but i will say if you're trying to save money Save money, my man. Yeah, but we... Well, actually, just anyway. kidding. Give us tons of money, but... You know. Yeah, you only have a but, few uh, dollars. That's fine. We, we appreciate, uh, you know, Travis's loyalty and, and Travis's artwork and all he's been doing. I appreciate everybody, of course. I'm not trying to single him out, but, you know. Um, we're done, and I can smell my chicken bacon, so... Have you been baking chicken this whole time? No, but I was able to tell my husband to put it in the oven. I, like, seasoned it and everything before the show. And he did it properly. All he had to do was put it in the oven. Wow, you guys are meant, you guys are really meant to be though. I sent him explicit is... directions. Good, good for him. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks to uh, thanks to all our live viewers and super chatters and pre- people keeping us uh, in tune with exactly what was said about Colonel Sanders calling someone the N word. Yeah, sorry guys, we really whatever it was. If you're uh, if you're listening later on YouTube or on an audio platform on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show remember if you can't get enough of this production and honestly who could there's more material including the wednesday night call-in show on the audio platforms check those out apple Podcasts, google play soundcloud stitcher they're all linked conveniently in the description for you you can email us that's beauty in the beta at gmail.com we'll be back next sunday with liberty doll as i understand uh because if it's sunday sorry chuck todd it's not meet the press it's beauty in the beta see you then have a good night Bye.